It's like Christmas, just with more fighting. Hello and welcome to The House That Happens, recorded every week at Chewy's Bar and Grill, the best dive bar in the world. I'm Andrew Melania, alongside with... Hi, my name is Cruz. How you doing, Cruz? Uh, you know, it's... Uh, want to wish everybody, I hope they had a great long weekend. Um, everyone ate lots of turkey, everybody seen their families, and uh, it was a short week. Yes, I, I'll never complain about a four-day work week. Well, as you know, I'm kind of convalescing, so every day is turning into, like, Saturday <laughs> for a while. But, do you know, before we kick off, you know something? Like, we always talk about um, being aware. You know what the house that happens? We're aware, aren't we? Yes. Yeah, we, we try to, you know, we, uh, we, we don't use any sanctimonious justification for idiocy. But I'm wondering if, why, have we ever covered the WNBA? Uh, not once. Do you know who's playing in the finals? Uh, let me guess. Uh, I guess. We're the house that happens. We got to know. Las Vegas Aces, that one. Bing! And then uh, New York Liberty? Oh, we did it. I'm just glad you did it because if you didn't pull this off, we would have looked like, who are these guys? One of the most significant things going on oh, in America, not... <laughs> Like, okay, so I'm just letting everybody know that's out there. We mentioned the WNBA, did we not? We mentioned the WNBA. I think Brianna Stewart plays on the Aces. We'll verify that. Okay, we're not validating anything. We just know that one team's kicking the other team's ass, and I think it's, I forget, who's ever number Probably one? Probably Las Vegas, because I think they see. dominated last year, too. Yeah, so I think they're on the way. So that's our, letting the world know that we try to cover different angles in sports, so we took the care of the WNBA. So now let's get to one of our favorites. Yeah, well, I'm sure the WNBA is uh, celebrating that. Well, I wanted to talk about, uh, actually, first, uh, what I've been doing recently. Oh, so okay. I recently, um, I'm 10 years late to this party, but I recently got into a little show called Letter Kenny. Oh, damn. Yeah, I don't know if you... Uh, oh, you yes, it? I have. I yeah. watched the first season. I should watch more. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hooked on it now. It's, it's given me a lot of trailer park... Uh, boys vibes and the oh, way yeah. that's just kind of about this small town and it's the good the bad and the ugly about being Canadian oh, but yeah. they package it in a way where it's you know it's not insulting to anybody it's just we're having some fun right oh I think that I watched the first season but it was just so much that I had to put it down and I only watched it I don't know it's only it a few episodes a season so, yeah, it's, so uh, you can fly through it yeah so I, I don't know why I didn't bring it up before because what I love about it is the Canadiana. Yeah. You know what I mean? We are Canadians. I mean, we have idiosyncrasies. We say, hey, we're yeah. polite, but we're, you know my theory on Canadians. Yeah. We're polite, bland, and a little bit cranky. <laughs> that is Letter Kenny. In a nutshell, exactly. Is it yeah. not? Oh, no. I, I, if we, we, we will promote that more. We should promote that more. What shows do we watch? Because I don't watch anything except sports. Yeah. But I have watched Letter Kenny. I'll watch a couple more seasons because, no, that show's great. And the way they talk, yeah. the lingo, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like, I bet you somebody, somebody from Norway would wonder, what language are they speaking? <laughs> you know what I mean? But here, you, you know every nuance, everything, and I like the hockey balance and the nerdy dudes. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, it's just, it, yeah. I'm glad you're watching it. Oh, it's a fantastic, I'm a little bit upset at myself for getting into it a little too late, but uh, no, it's fantastic. I'm enjoying Letterkenny. I'm sure a bunch of our listeners uh, are very familiar with it. Okay, so I, I, I'll... Uh, Full disclosure, I've never seen the, what's the guy that does the tube? Breaking Bad. Okay. Oh, that's a fantastic so show. So I've had five or six people tell me, what are you going to do? I said, someday when I retire, I'm going to take a week and sit down and watch the show. And I've had at least nine or ten people say, God, I wish I was in your position. So obviously it's it's pantamount to be in, because I put The Wire number one for me. 
The okay. Wire is the number one show for me of all time. Then I go from there. But I heard it's on that level, so eventually I'll get to it. But I've never s- seen The Wire. I've heard it's fantastic, oh, though. Best, best. And you know, I don't watch TV. Yeah. I watched <laughs> The Wire. It was I watched most of it twice, to tell you the truth. But Letter okay. Kenny. Letter Kenny. Big shout out from the house that happens. We will watch more. People, take the show. It's Canadian. Yeah, we're big supporters of uh, CanCon here at the House That Happens, some good old Canadian content. Thank you. We are in Etobicoke. We are. You know. Um, so uh, we'll take this. We, we teased the hockey a little bit, but we'll take it from the beginning of the season to uh, one that's wrapping it up uh, quite nicely no, with over. a nice little bow. Uh, it's over. Formula One, Max Verstappen clinched uh, the driver's title third in a row for him, which puts him in uh, some elite uh, competition, some elite, an elite category. No doubt about it. I'm really glad that I've come to the table at Formula One because Max Verstappen is amazing. You know what I mean? He's not my top 10 athlete in the world because he's such a, I don't know. I don't want to say nothing bad about the guy, but you know what I'm getting at, Andrew. Come on. But I, I'm a, a little surprised he's not in your top 10 the way you've been okay, going on about see, him. Okay, I'll start him at number 10. Okay. 10 is now Max Verstappen. I just, first of all, let's cut to the chase. His ability to handle the car. Okay, that's top, top. Okay, so let's just talk about no matter what I'm going to say, whatever appeals to me, the man has to get behind the wheel of that car and rock it around the track. And if it's that easy, why isn't his buddy Perez doing it? (laughs) Okay, he seems to be having some issues. I think that, um, which is highly recommended now, especially at this time in the history of Formula One, if you watch the Drive to Survive, the first season... Max was just this kid coming on the scene, basically. Yeah, Red Bull was kind of like the number three team yes, uh, at, when, at, they, when they started the, the show. Yeah, like Mercedes and Ferrari were kind of battling for the title, and then there was this little guy named Max Next kind her- of coming along and you that know- everyone's kind of... Uh, I don't know, annoyed, pissed off yes, with at some point. Exactly. And so you notice the guy, and then you see the evolution, and you can't deny, okay, let's say his upbringing, upbringing was a little bit more elite than mine. Is that a good word? I would use the word extreme. Okay, extremely elite at the time. However, let's cut to the chase here. When he gets behind the wheel of that particular automobile and how many tracks has he been racing around now? With this on the 12th race and the season's over? Oh, more than that. 14, this was like 15, 16 whatever. or something, yeah. Anyway, the season's over. The show is over. Now you're showing up just if you're a hardcore fan because there's nothing really to watch for except if you want to see uh, Max at the winning circle look around and goes, ah, what? You know I'm here, eh? Did you bring my tea? I mean, his personality. I'm curious if another team can steal a win here because Red Bulls had all the wins except for one. Ferrari stole one in... uh was it Singapore? Was it Singapore? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say um, Japan. No, Singapore. No, yeah. no. Max won Japan. Yeah. That was that was a big one for Red Bull. If they had lost there, Honda would have got, they would have uh, taken some heads. Oh, yeah. But uh, we have uh, Circuit of the Americas, Mexico, Brazil, Las Vegas, yes. and Abu Dhabi. So I'm looking for McLaren, actually. I think they might steal one. It was a big coming out party for Oscar Piastri. He won the sprint, and he finished second place in the race in Qatar. He's I hear that a name for himself. Hear, sorry, he's making a name for Absolutely. himself. Absolutely, I hear that McLaren car is a little hard to drive. Like uh, Lando Norris and Ricardo in the past is described as kind of driving on that knife's edge, but uh, they're starting to find it. Well, that, that the thing about it is that's what I'm saying is that you know I like I like the fact that he's the best bad guy in the planet, Max Verstappen. You're going to hear it continuously, but 
we get back to the, the, the premise of the sport, which is this man gets behind this wheel in all these different tracks over the world. He's holding it down like no yep. tomorrow. However, when he gets out of the car after holding it down, that's the entertainment part for me because he just walks. I, I'm, like I've never, there's not many athletes in my, and I'm an old guy. I've not seen many guys that walk into the room. Well, let's just talk some guys I got. The Reggie Jacksons, the Deion Sanders. You know those guys that walk in the room and said, hey, I'm, I'm just a winner. You know, like yeah. that, like he has got that kind of moxie in a not always nice way. You know what I mean? But it still appeals to me. So maybe I'm a bit of a prick, right? I mean, he's earned it. He's won all but three races this year. So exactly. As that's what we're saying. Yeah. Congratulations to Max for stopping. I'm hoping to uh, have a picture of in a Max shirt in front of our logo when we get it. <laughs> That'll be one of our promotional things. Congratulations to Max, who now we did talk about this on off air. How far are we, is he away from the Mount Rushmore? Of Formula One. Is he on his way? His resume is quickly being moving built? his way up. Up there, definitely. Yeah, because, I, I, I mean, you, you think about the round, Mount Rushmore, it's, you know, Schumacher, Lewis yep. Hamilton. Yeah. Um, there's a strong argument for uh, Fanjo, one of the early drivers, because he won uh, five championships. That back was in way the 50s. back then, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, still, it was insane back then. It was even crazier. It was probably yeah, yeah, less exactly. safe. <laughs> yeah, yes. And then, like, and then for the final spot, it's, I would say, it's a big debate between Sebastian Vettel, Alain Prost, and uh, Ayrton Senna. Ayrton Senna, yeah. I forgot about Prost. Yeah, he, Four world championships. That's right. Yeah, he's up there. We'll see in a couple of years with Max. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Definitely. Uh, and then another league that's kind of coming up towards the end of the season, but still far from championship time, are Toronto Argos. 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 Isn't it great in the, the city? The beloved boatmen. Thank the you, boat Zach. me, yes. And I, can you guys go back? You know, when you show for the Grey Cup, can you go back to those 1972 uniforms? <laughs> Anything but the baby blues. How about oh, that? Because there's too many teams wearing baby blues now, but that should. Like, you see the Phillies on Thursday, they have a baby blue motif. Yeah. But that's been going on. That's so, classic, though. Yes, exactly. So I, I understand the classic, but the other teams are just, like, people are jumping on the bandwagon. It was like Teal when, um, when, uh, Grant Hill was playing for the Pistons. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they got, I'm, I was a Piston diehard. When they came out in those shirts, I said, what, are they going to start doing yoga? I have one of those caps, actually. Oh, man. The teal Pistons. Okay, they, they, the hats weren't so bad. But when I see them on the thing with the little horse with a little thing on the ah, yeah. oh, it was just so bad. No wonder they lost then. And, no, I think that's why fucking Grant Hill left town. Boy, he had to wear that stupid I year. am sure. He said that's enough of that. You know what I mean? But anyways, we're about the Argos here. First of all. They have now clinched the division. Yes. Home field advantage and everything. The whole Eastern playoff is actually clinched. So Montreal will host Hamilton for the Eastern uh, semis. Whenever that plays Toronto. Obviously, we expect Toronto to win that. They are undefeated within the division this year. 8-0. Uh, they play Ottawa again today. Things go their way. They should be 14-2. What do you think, Kelly? Only play a half today? I've noticed that the Argos, and I think it's there. It's not load management anymore. Okay, because I look oh, what at is it, it. Then it's called you're kicking ass. So you do whatever you want. <laughs> that sounds like load management to me. No, it's called kicking ass. We do whatever we want. Okay, because I would hate to see like look at they do in the NFL all the other t the times. Look at um, Rock Purdy got came out and what's his name when he won the game in the Dallas game. Well, was that was later? already after the game was a blowout. Okay, well that's what I'm saying. Okay, now, well you enough. know that well, Argos depends gonna, on the score. Argos are gonna. Well, okay, I, I put him this way. He plays a half. And does it matter if they lose to Ottawa? No, it doesn't mean nothing to anything. Well, I think it'd be a little embarrassing if they lost to Ottawa. 
Okay, we'll get to this Especially later. Especially if you're 8-0 in the division. Ottawa has not won a division game. Okay. It's in Toronto. Okay, so I'm just singing that the second stringer should be able to beat their ass. So let's just send him out there. I want Kelly in. I want Kelly to win another Super Bowl. Great Cup. Great Cup, I mean. Because this guy just made some mistakes earlier in life that all of a sudden he got left turned somewhere. And now he's only, what, 28 years old? Mm-hmm. I'm saying if he wins one more Grey Cup next year, he could turn into a Jeff Garcia-type guy. Off to the NFL he goes. Maybe. Because he's got NFL arm strength. I mean, I'd rather, wouldn't you rather keep him here in Toronto, though? Uh, no, I think of his greatness, you, then you want to go to the highest level of competition. You know what I mean? Sure. And he went to an SEC school. He like he, 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 he played in some big games. Like he must think these CFL games are like, hey, nice little parties. Hey, Saskatchewan has a nice barbecue. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. Come on. He was in the SEC, bro. You know what I mean? They get they get a bunch of people hanging out at B- oh, I mean a great crowd hanging out at BMO, especially from Shuey's Bar and Grill. Absolutely. Who's been supporting it like I crazy? I think uh, they're having a little tailgate there right now as we record this. Oh, it could be. That's yeah. right, because it's game time. Shout out to the Shuey's crowd. No, you know what? I think they're waiting till the game because what is it go down for Ottawa? I know. I heard people in the, in the group talking about going down there for the morning. So okay, that's cool. Maybe I'm I wrong, but uh, things change. Shuey's is a representative of the Argos family, and they do have some great tailgating here. So if you're just not aware, check the Shuey's site or the house that happens. You'll know that there'll be an Argo party in the house. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, unfortunately, we have to shift all this nice talk from Formula One and you know the CFL, the winning Argos, into some stupidity. Okay, so yes. we're talking about Toronto, correct? Uh, we're going to talk a lot about Toronto today. Absolutely. So let's just, um, if we got the good, the bad, the ugly, and I'm going to, I will, I'll discuss why they were ugly. here. Okay, where's the lot? Yes, there is some ugly there. But the first thing is the good is the Toronto Argonauts. Okay, we'll yeah. say they're the good for the purpose of this show. <laughs> the bad is that three students, no, I can't say they're three stooges. I'm just saying that we got to see something in real time live where... A fan base got bullshitted to the max. And we're talking about the Schneider. AK oh, no, we're going to get to that later. Oh, we're going to okay. get to that later. We'll do, we'll do uh, that when we talk about baseball. I was talking about uh, this rainbow. Oh, yes. Oh, even NHL. worse. Go ahead. That's even worse. <laughs> so uh, Don't I'm, forget my rant, but this is even worse. Go ahead, yeah. buddy. Sorry. So we all know uh, what's going on with the uh, um, event jerseys being banned in the NHL, which is... I mean, we're on record here just being one of the dumbest things ever. Uh, yeah, House It Happens was not happy with that at all. Like, come on, people. Like, I don't get why we're, like, going out of our way to protect players that don't want to wear it. Like, if they don't, like, just have them not wear it. Exactly. Like, we're the done. The story. We're done. Then Regardless. they can show their stupidity. Yeah. Then we'll be able to know, like, you know, it's nice to know who are the people you might have to question because they're just <laughs> not online with things. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, now the NHL's taking it one step further by saying you're not allowed to have rainbow stick tape on your uh, on your stick, which is just hilarious if you think it, it's just hilarious because of how weak it is by the NHL. Okay, like we're, they're scared of a freaking rainbow. Okay, so what we should be doing is when we get to December, we're gonna have the top ten most ridiculous things that happened in 2023 in sports. Oh, this is like right? number this, one. Two, oh, this three. this has got to be up there. I mean, like, uh, what's Bertuzzi gonna do? No, oh, well, I mean, for him, it's a non-issue because okay, he doesn't even have the stick tape. So, you know what I matter? Imagine when you're in the dressing room 
And guys are listening to Metallica before the game. And or country, getting, let's be real. Oh, whatever the case may be. I'm just saying maybe Beethoven. We don't know. But anyway. I doubt it, that, but. Oh, that's intense. <laughs> I, I, I don't disagree. Right. It's it's like uh, the predecessor to heavy metal in a lot of ways. Thank you very much. And um, anyways, you're in your dressing room. You're putting on your socks. You're letting your pregame music. You got, you're chewing on your gummy. You're getting ready to play the game. And they come in and say, well, uh, guys, we're going to have a band on Rainbow Tape on your gear. What are guys thinking, huh? What, like a guy like Bertuzzi, what's he thinking? What? Tape? What's tape? What? We use tape? Like, come on. This is so ridiculous that it's beyond ridiculous, What's which, make, which scares me to think of what we're going to get up into a minute. The whole marketing and how the NHL is run. And as we get into this discussion, we're, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember this tape thing because there's other ways it's not run very well. Yeah. But to have to put out a press release for something like this, bro. Yeah, it's so stupid. I mean, um, Scott Lawton, probably a few other players, uh, have already said, he's already said that he's still going to use it. He's like, whoever, find me. I don't care. Oh, yeah. And like the NHL, the maximum fine for a player is like, what, 10 grand anyways, which is not that much. Slowly, you know, slap on the wrist. Yep. Oh, uh, uh, we're going to bring up uh, fines in hockey in a few minutes. Don't, okay. okay. Don't let me know. I'll get on to that in a minute. However, I'm just saying that I'm not a big fan. If you've heard me on the show, I'm not a big fan of always social justice engineering creeping into hockey. However, if you're going to do some things that are good for the general community, the country, the world, whatever, how you want to call it, um, great, but let's not pick and choose and then not let it fall down to something ridiculous is where you got to have a memo about no rainbow tape on sticks. Yeah. Oh, my God. Where was their memo about them trying to sell NFTs? Was there? Oh, that, okay. We're, we're okay. That top, we were talking about ridiculous yeah. things this year. Okay, we got two. We got two. We got a few more coming. But anyway, the NHL should really, really, um, uh, I don't know who's in their office, but they like, they got it. Like, what do no, you we know. Okay, we do and we don't. But I mean, wouldn't you think there's a little bit better to take a look at the world? Are these people that weak? Are they like part American, part Canadian, part Czechoslovakian? Because there never seemed to be a definition. Every time like a serious thing comes up in the NHL, they stub their toe. Always. Oh, always. stub their toe. Now, I don't know how the, the like, just well, really quick, to just to give you an example how I'm getting there. I don't know how the NBA has never pulled back. Or how they're glossed over, or they run their promo machine differently. But I do remember looking at basketball games, and as they were going up and down the court, the court said "Black Lives Matter." Mm -hmm. Remember those on oh, the yeah. courts right now? Um, no more discussion about that, is there? <laughs> no. Enough said. No. So you know what I mean? Like at least what I'm just saying is the NBA at least said we're going to do this whether they failed or not. Uh, the NHL just stubbed their toes on that issue. Like, I don't know. We could probably pull up 10 from the last 10 years. Oh, easy. You know what I'm easy. saying? And you just got to go for real. You know what I mean? But here at the house that happens, I'm going to say, hey, man, I'm going to buy a few rolls of rainbow tape. I'm going to stand outside because we're in Etobicoke. The power center's just down the road from my house. I'm going to go, hey, Austin. Well, right next door, we have the, the Canlan rink, too. Oh, the Canlan rink, yes. Well, I'm just going to buy rainbow tape and throw it out to the kids. You know what I mean? With with a pronoun. Who doesn't well, Who doesn't like rainbows? That's, that's what oh, I like. Exactly. Because you know what I'm always imagining when I say that leprechaun is riding the unicorn down my driveway? <laughs> He's going to jump through the rain, over the rainbow just as he lands on my driveway. What a guy. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> Just Listeners, I mean, have that, that vintage look. The leprechaun, he's probably dressed in purple because he said, you know, I'm going to be a neutral, like you're wearing purple today. On the back of the unicorn, and the unicorn leaps over the rainbow and lands on my driveway with a bag of gold. Ain't that nice. Weed was good. Yeah. The weed was good. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, we can, I guess, take this right into hockey. So one thing I want to get to before is uh, some of the contract discussion. So specifically, uh, why? So obviously there's the big waiver crunch that happened uh, right into the season. You know, get your lineups in, get your rosters in. The big one for me was why Martin Jones didn't get claimed off waivers from the Leafs. Okay, so he was a name that a lot of people were circling. He was starter for Seattle last year, had some success, even though his numbers weren't that great. But uh, do you know why he went unclaimed? Okay, first of all, I'm, we're, let's get back there in a second. I wanted really to say that this is an interesting day because it's like you said, Christmas and hockey is starting. There is absolutely nothing to talk about hockey-wise. And there is everything to talk about hockey. And that being said is the manipulation of a, what is it, a bonus that Jones signed? Yes. I've heard all over so the place. Got, I uh, said this is the slickest move. It was a 100 grand bonus for Martin Jones on whether either on the cap crunch day or like the day after to disincentivize teams from picking him up, which immediately you're like, oh, that was a Dubas move. I'm like, no, no, no. It was a Brad Trilliving move. Very savvy move. Oh, by the way, who didn't they not fire? Who's your boy? Maybe it was his move. What do you mean? Prudum? Brandon Prudum? Yeah. Oh, to put that in that bonus? Oh, well, he's your boy. Remember, if we're doing oh, he's my, oh, well, he's, well, he's He was a Shanahan hire, not a Dubas hire. So. Okay, so, but he's, you always say when it comes to these slick little things, you, you always brought up his name. Sure. Okay, so how do you know it's not him? I'm saying somebody in the organization was always there. It, so happened, hey, on, it happened in Trill Living's watch. What's That's that? my point. Ha okay, ha okay, I'll, I'll give watch. you that. Is that like Guy Boucher whispering in Sheldon's Keith ear during the game? <laughs> Just saying. We're going to get to that anyway. But no, it was a slick move by the yeah. by the Leafs. I got to give them credit for that. And and by looking at the first game of the goaltending season, I'm glad they have three. <laughs> Well, I've kind of said it before. I mean, the way it's going for the Leafs, like, just ride the hot hand with these goalies, right? Well, you know what? There's a whole bunch of things we want to talk about in the NHL, but it's hard to talk about the team. And I'm going to just say a crew that's out there that says it was only one game but, and after 10 games, this crew is going to say, well, after 10 games but. Can we say, here at the house that happens, what's our rule? Nothing good comes after but. Right. So stop that nonsense right away. What one, one more thing quickly about the salary cap. On that Edmonton Vancouver game on Wednesday night, right, yeah, it's people believe that's the first time in NHL history where two teams had two like short lineups, due to the fact that they couldn't balance their salary caps. Yeah, both of them dressed uh, eleven forward sixty. Yeah, okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, um, the I'm first time in, it's believed to be like the first time in history where it's two teams in the same game that did that. Yeah, one of the that's an interesting point because what is happening if you listening to all the. Um, if you've been listening, to tell you the truth, full disclosure, I have watched now, Tuesday night is opening night. Was it opening yeah, night? Yeah, Tuesday night. Okay, so I'm going to be honest with you. I've watched 10 hockey games, 10 hockey games in their entirety. I've watched the Leaf Hab game twice in its entirety. Ooh. And it's because I got lots to say about that. In case it comes up, i got to pay attention. And I have watched... Well, it might come up. I can't guarantee okay, it. Okay, but... well, anyways, I have also, for some reason... Um, and I'll get up to it. I'll tell you why I watch a little bit more of Jersey twice, but we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. And in any event, like you said, that was a very savvy move by the Leafs because look at uh, Tampa Bay still talking about a goaltending. It's only one game, but already they're they're saying um, around the league, there's contenders out there that have lineups that are good to go, but the back end ain't so good to go. It's going to be a guessing thing. Like, what do you mean back end? Like on their defense? No, goaltending. Oh. So, you know, let's talk in 10 games from now. What if L.A. hasn't figured out who their goaltender is? We'll discuss the Edmonton situation. 
Okay, and I watched... I think with New York, not their starter is going to be the issue, but I think the backup is going to be a big issue for them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Goaltending yeah. is going to be a big question. But we'll, we'll move along because there's so many things that are going on in the NHL this year that are that are pretty good, especially with the um, ESPN thing jumping on board. I want to know, do you think there's a difference this way? Um, I, I heard it brought up, and I said it's quite interesting. When Sidney Crosby came into the league, uh, I thought it was a pretty big deal. However, oh. okay, but, but, oh, yeah, we can't be using that word. However, that was good in our country. Use however instead of us. Yes, that's what we're going to start doing, okay? <laughs> so what I'm saying is that we knew about because we're Canadian. Like the junior hockey tournament at Christmas is Yeah, but it, like, I, like uh, Crosby was part of the big marketing push in the States, too. Let's not You think her, so? Yeah, yeah. He was all, like, him and Novechkin, they were all over NBC that year. And it must uh, I don't I'm not, I'm not giving it here's my point which I'm always saying that nothing's rigged and, and now, I, think I know where you're going with this what's that I think the the Bedard uh, uh, opening tour or whatever you want to call it that this is like next level but this oh is through, yeah this is through the ESPN machine also okay too, so right? now so. now I'm not going to contradict myself but I'm going to say we're we're on this subject I'm going to call it the Bedard factor yeah the guy's a good hockey player oh I, better than no I thought. He's low to the ice. That's what I say. You know what your strength is? And that's what I give him the, the Crosby comparison. Neither guy is tall, but they're strong on the puck. Because mm. I always find, like, we'll talk about him. Jablonski um, looked good the other night. We'll talk about him later. But he was the first pick last year. And there was many. Whatever his name is. I mean, I'm a half dire. Jablonski. Whatever his name is. Uh, I'm going to get you a name or a jersey with his number that says Jablonski. I love that. I do see him play, but we'll get to that. Anyways, he didn't. he's a big boy. And I never got the impression, except till the other night, that his first 20 games in the league, that he looked as strong on the puck as Bedard's looked in the two games that I've seen him. Oh, I mean, you're comparing, uh, like, a generational talent to, like, a, I mean, a, a like nothing against Slavkovsky. No, like, no, I'm, I he, agree. He, Different he, levels, yeah, agreed, exactly. agreed. But uh, the only one, and I, I compare him a bit to, but the thing is, is that's why he's going to be, and I'm going to say this later, you have to, uh, I'll say this later, the other guy that was strong on his skates, because we're going to have to discuss his sorry ass, too. But anyways, that's what I've noticed now, is, like, I always say if you're small, you're, 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 where are you going to go? Oh, a better example is Jack Hughes. I watched the Devil's Game just to watch Jack Hughes. That guy is so good. But when he came into the league, I said, they can slap this bitch around. He's built, obviously, he's watched. You see his size. He's gained about 20 pounds in strength. And to be strong in the puck. And I really, I'm impressed with that because uh, Bedard, two games into the league, and you've noticed him. Yep. Well, he's got three points already. Uh, I thought it was two, but... Whatever the case may be, yeah. it doesn't matter. I know his plus-minus is a little scary because he's caught some middle and, zones. And he's up. down a line mate, too. Taylor Hall went Yes, down, that was so. a drag. Rent down. But, I mean, he, he's he's learning to create open ice. Let's see what he's going to do in 10 games. But I think what he's doing right now is better for the league. Remember, I'm saying, is he getting a little bit more marketing than everybody else? The kid skated around the warm-up the other night with no bucket on. That cost him 2500 didn't it? Yep. Okay, and guess what? Everybody loved it. I wonder if ESPN slipped him a check. Is he <laughs> going to have a GoFundMe? Maybe, um, what's his name? Uh, what's the guy that Patrick Mahomes and um, Troy Polamarley, you get one of those commercials. Like, is someone going to do that? Now? Well, he's already all over, uh, like, he's doing, the, like, the Sherwood uh, commercials, right? Exactly. So I, he's fine. So what I'm saying is, that, what I'm saying about the hype getting up there, that bit is, okay, so if he does it for the season, it's $200,000. If he goes every, oh, okay. every game. That's, I think that was just the first game thing. There's three, two other rookies that did it too. 
I wonder if they got a sponsorship for doing it. But here's my point. If you go to the... That might be against the CBA for... Okay, so they better change the CBA right now because we're telling you how badly the NHL's been run. Let's look at it from this point of view. In the NFL, what do they sell? They sell celebrities. They sell personalities, and they try to show them without their buckets on as many times as they possibly can. When the NBA, what do they sell? Drama with who? Personalities. And why the ratings go up? Why doesn't the NHL start marketing their guys? Say this, you know what? Because a couple guys, the punk box on the head, hit Pierre Turgeon in the face. He got an orbital bone. Someone lost their teeth because they didn't do it. Well, listen, keep your head up. You're a professional hockey player. They ramp up the noise in the arena, like they said. Let all the kids come by, and then you'll get to identify those kids. Because I'm going to tell you this. There's people in Oklahoma City that don't know who the hell Austin Matthews is. I mean, aren't the name and numbers on the back of the jersey a pretty good indicator? I watch NFL, and I know name and back and the thing, but I don't know someone who those guys are. Then they take it up, uh, I, mean, I know football, that is. there's like 50 guys on a roster. Okay, but still, you know what I mean? You get to identify these guys because they're on the time. Even though when you put them on there, you, got them, you just see a guy's face. You see hockey heads on the bench. But you don't look at the football guys. They take them off. Oh, yeah, that guy's with the dreads. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy's Fair that. enough. So I think that what the NHL should be doing is using a little more. I think ESPN's doing it because of this Bedard tour. You know what I mean? But I think all the teams should say, stop it. Let's let the buckets go. Crank some Metallica. Let them go around the ice. Throw pucks into the crowd. And then you're selling it. You know at the beginning of an NBA game what goes on. As soon as you walk in the NBA game, you found, it seems like you jumped into a pinball machine. You know, because it yeah. just starts. Halftime. TV breaks. People trampolining around. In the NHL, what is it? Stayed. And you're not moving forward if you don't try new things. And what's your new thing? Let's not have rainbow on our sticks. Come on, man. Think about it. How do you sell the sport? You know what I'm getting at? I get what you're saying. I mean, the NHL definitely does have a marketing problem. I'm, I'm with you there. Okay, so... And, and, it, and so a star problem. And you say it could be regionalized because everybody knows their own stars but they don't know the other stars. And I'm guilty of that in some sports in a way. It's kind of like uh, the way baseball has kind of been headed. I mean, we've talked about this before. Hockey is a niche sport. I don't want to. I don't. I, I'm at the house that happens. I want to. My goal is to make hockey international. I don't longer want to make it a niche sport. <sighs> but that. But you need ice. That's the problem. Okay. Well. well they, they so gotta, like automatically, like over half the countries in the world. Like are just not going to care. Okay, so here's what we do: we or want, just are not are just are not going to have the infrastructure. Okay, so I how do say. we increase the profile? That's what I'm getting at. Better marketing, because at least in Europe, you know what I mean. In Europe, there's kids in Sweden that know who Austin Matthews is. Oh, absolutely. Sweden, Finland, Finland yes. I'm sure like Switzerland, Germany too. You okay, know. but they got ice in Arizona. Sure. Okay. Is the best ice though. I'm not. T- I'm not even saying it's the best facilities, but I'm just to your point. Raise the profile of the sport, at least within North America. I want to see ratings get up and, uh, and, and get better. You know what I mean? That's just one of the things I thought of that if you're going to market it better, let the kids not wear their helmets. Get them a GoFundMe. Make the game more personable. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I guess we could just take this right into uh, that opening night Leafs game. First of Leafs, all, well, let's, let's uh, set this up by saying uh, Leafs took this one 6-5 in the shootout. It was fun. It was action-packed. It was one of the sloppiest hockey games you'll ever see in my life, in your life, and I loved it. Was it bad ice? Because <laughs> your guys look sloppier than our guys. Yeah. And you know what was interesting about the game? Because you watch it, you guys outshot us by about 15 shots. Oh, there was one period, like, between um, 
one of the Montreal goals and uh, but it was the, no sorry it was between uh, the disallowed, disallowed goal and after to like the next goal they two? scored. No, they didn't, Montreal didn't get a single shot on goal but in there. I know it was bizarre, but it never looked like we were getting dominated. As you notice, I said uh, we. No, no, that period you guys were getting dominated. Okay, because you know not. what? Something I thought it was weird about the pairings. I think that Gooley never recovered from getting smacked by Reeves, but that's another story unto itself. I will agree with you. Number one is when you when you turn it on, we're hockey diehards, okay? Yeah. So we're going to watch them across the street. However, as is often been said, and I give Elliot Freeman one of the people that says this, is that when you turn on your TV, it's a show, it's entertainment. Yep. Okay, that That's was a why highly... Ryan Reeves gave the little uh, flex when he came out uh, on the ice. Good, which is I'm talking about selling yep. players again. Make personalities. The game was highly entertaining. I watched it in its entirety twice. Okay, just in it. I, I turned off at the end because I knew the ending. I watched the movie. Okay, I don't need to see the end. I, I watched it to the point, maybe to the four-minute part of the third period. I turned it oh, off. Oh, that was that, the but, best part. Nah, I turned it off. Anyways, just to, just to watch what was going on. And I just want to say this. I heard it was phrased this way, and I don't want to be stealing from other people, but there's, first of all, there's no such thing as moral victories. Oh, absolutely. At the house, it happens. We don't believe in this, but we got a point. We got a point. Remember I say we? Listeners out there, we meaning the disciple of the Montreal Canadiens. I thought it was very good that our youngsters showed up. That line of Doc, uh, your boy from Colorado that you said, Newark, and my boy Slablonski. Slavkovsky. That was a great line. That was as good as as, as the uh, because Bertuzzi was a little out of out of sync for the first game. He'll get better. Yeah. But I thought that was the best line on both teams until Matthews woke up and well, took that, over. Well, uh, that new hook goal, like the Slavkovsky feed, that was slick. Oh, that was bad. I mean, Samsonov did not look good at all. Agreed. Let's let's throw that in there too. But Jake um, Allen wasn't. You know what? As good as he made the saves, he let in two. Hero- you can't let that Klingford guy have a nine iron from the fairway and go in. You can't let Austin Matthews score from a what was that? A twenty-two degree angle. Come on. Well, I mean, that's Austin Matthews. He's going to do that. No, as a better put, you know, you know what? The next time times he does that, he hits. He doesn't go in. It was a bad goal. I mean, Austin Matthews turned it up. Okay, I'll agree. Yeah, he had a hat trick. Okay, exactly. But that was a bad goal. And I, I'm saying this right now. I text you in game. I didn't want to say. I just said Jake Allen. Okay, but I didn't want <laughs> to say. I knew exactly that. what you meant. Okay, so, but I mean, and I don't want to bash the guy because he's going to be around. But I wonder who's going to be playing t- tonight. I don't know. I'm going to have to look at left wing lock. I wonder who's going to win. Let's check. Because uh, we got the off, Connor but... Bernard show in Montreal tonight. It's going to be buzzing. Yeah, I would bet it's still going to be Jake Allen. Because but. of the money, because of the contract. Who plays tonight for you guys? Samsonov. It's already been confirmed. Oh, it has been confirmed. Yeah. You guys should get shelled then. <laughs> you see a couple times. We oh, should have seven uh, goals on Minnesota. you guys. We're playing Minnesota tonight. I'm getting together with some of the boys. You should and, be nervous. Well, hold you on, hold Minnesota? on. One of my buddies is a Minnesota Wild fan, so if they... But he, this guy, he's trying to do, do the reverse jigs. He's like, oh, I want Fleury to start so you can see how bad he is. I'm like, oh, my God. I watch Minnesota game, by the way. They've already had a win, haven't they? Oh, Montombo is actually confirmed for tonight. Oh, that's the way it should be. Okay, I'm happy with that. But then if he gets shelled, I'll be pissed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, but I, I want to say about the Leaf game, like, they just came out so weak for the first and third periods. They did. Why? Well, that's You know what? I, I like the Martin St. Louis coaching. Like He's telling these guys, work. Now, they've been telling Toronto to work for years, and now they've hit a stature. Like I've heard a comparison like, remember when Toronto came out of their a zillion years of not making the playoffs, 
And then they, had, then they had to uh, start adjusting to being a competitive team. I don't like the comparisons at all, really, because I actually believe you guys have drafted a little bit better. However, at this point in time, Montreal is a competitive team. You know what I mean? We don't know. We don't know in 10 uh, games, but I'm saying this much. I think it's a little early for you to say Montreal's competitive. We'll see after 10 games. The thing is, we came into Toronto on opening night. We should have got two. You got to admit it. We had a couple guys that didn't have stone hands. We had – like, that's why it's weird. When you look at the shots on goal, then you look at the most serious attempts – we had the better chances in tight. We had two go through the crease. Oh, you got outskilled. What's that? You got outskilled. Like Matthews and Nylander just had a couple like ripper shots. Oh, that no one was Nylander, stop. I thought was the best player on both teams. I thought really? that. Oh yeah, Nylander. Okay. You know, I just thought he was kind of lost with his wingers because he got Domi, and Domi doesn't know what Nylander's doing. Because they yeah, played the same kinda, line. Still they're, kind of they're, figuring each other out. I yeah. think I don't know if they're going to stick together, but I'll get to that a little well, bit then, later. But, but I think they should keep Nylander with some steady guys because Nylander's Well, cool. Nylander Tavares, I think they're going to keep that, keep pair, that together. pair together. Maybe oh, put yeah. them with the arm croak. Maybe, but I'm saying you got to keep them together because Johnny Tavares looked good last night. And I, I'm not a Leaf guy, but I've liked Johnny Tavares since his Islander games. And sometimes I don't think that he gets the press that he deserves, even though he's a Oh, he gets, he gets too beat up in this market, especially oh. after the playoffs. A lot of people were pointing the finger at him. like, And he was one of the last guys that they thought you should have been pointing the finger at last year. I thought he should have been the last guy. He, I still believe a couple years ago, if he doesn't get hurt in the first round against Montreal, we might have a different outcome back then. Think no, about that. And me. last time when we looked at the score sheet at the end of the game, it said Tavares, A, 3. Yep. Okay, like remember that. And I, he was a plus player. Now he did get he did get burned on the Cofield goal that would have made did. it a three nothing lead, but I mean what? Not, not no one doesn't get burned in an eighty two game schedule. Sometimes think come on. Point. There's gonna be a little little fall down. I and there's could, worse guys to get burned by than Caulfield. Oh, there you go. But I one thing that you brought up and I'm gonna say this, okay? Our defense is you guys better have like a more defense like us. One thing about us, well, I said guys, this, we're like, aggressive. The defense isn't complete. Actually, like I'm gonna bring, tie this into this. So Brody blew a tire leading to that opening goal. Him and Lilligren, him and Lilligren are the guys where you're like one of those two guys is gonna get moved. I think for an upgrade. Oh, I think you are too, and I think that you, your buddy that you looked let go to uh, uh, Washington, Sandine. He had a rough night last night against Pittsburgh. I could have told you he was going to have a rough season. <laughs> okay, when any of Because you look at his numbers uh, at the end of the year in Washington, it's like, oh, he had, like, all these assists. But, like, how is that plus minus looking? That's what I'm getting at. But in any event, um, I, I was impressed. And I think that um, we got to allude to this because you made a joke about it off air before it was going to happen. And it did happen is the question about Aberjacky and Reeves. Reeves come out flexing. That was it. He tried to do anything. He did... Cooley, that was that was borderline dirty. No, come he had on. His back. He had that his was back a clean thing. hit. I'm not gonna. I watched it six Didn't times. Didn't like turn? No, Gooley no? had his, almost face to the ice. He he went he went to plant him, and I that's Aberjockey's job. You don't let us plant him. Now as Reeves got started, did you see our animal of a man drive him through the net. That was dirty. Why did he fight did him he like strong? a man? He really just because he he no no he, he knew he had him. no chance that fight, so I was like, I'm gonna push him into the net. I can't wait till they get at center ice again and Reeves gets knocked out. Aberjacky's a beast, man. And you see sure. him played solid hockey out there. Like his his playmaking move, he he set up one of the goals. Mm. He had one A, even though he got a 10-minute misconduct, right? No, he got the two-minute uh, instigator. And five minutes for fighting. He yeah. was in the box. Reeves was out before him. He must yeah, because he, he got the extra two. That's why. 
Yeah, was it seven? It seemed like he was in the box for I a couple of days. I think because you serve the minor first and then they add on. Yeah, add it on. Yeah, Gallagher judged. In um, any event, I'm, but I, I want to say I love how they called the instigator. That's been something I've been banging on that drum for years. Start to call the instigator again, and it looks like I mean it's early in the season. The, the, the NHL refs tend to be a little tougher early on, but I hope this one sticks around. Oh, I do too, but I don't mind that one if our guys get caught. Because our, our Jack I did instigate. Okay, but he was sticking up for his guy too. Fair, so. but okay. it was it, like I mean the the fights after clean hits. It's like come on, nah, man. He tried to paste him into the boards. He was trying was to make clean hit. Nah, man. I don't give a clean shit. Reeves, Reeves is out there trying to pump the team up, and that could have hurt the guy. Make sure the guy was taking a look. Hit. Okay, next time. Well, I'm glad Aberjack. And you see the strength of him. He drove Reeves into the net. You can't deny that. Was that. A weak, that was soft. Oh, soft why, serve. Okay, listen, if you're so strong, you shouldn't let a guy push you around like that. That's my theory. We'll see next time. Okay. But anyways, we'll, we'll just discuss next this. Next time at Center Ice, let's do it. Okay, well, I'll, I'll call it up. In this corner, on the Bell Center. And you know what? Can I bring this up? Can we change the freaking scheduling in hockey? We play you guys only two more times That's for the rest of March. This is insane. Not like, uh, stupid. Like we gotta change the scheduling. Like unbound. Like this doesn't make any sense. Who are trying to make happy? Carolina? Come on, it's Gary Batman. If you're listening to us, that's just wrong. We should be playing them. If it's a division thing, at and least go four times. At least four times. This whole scheduling. Who is this for? Oh, we'll have the traditional markets going there. We'll have the tradi- Stop it. No, man. If you want to talk about creating drama and a full season of nuts, like I, I heard it best, too many people says, it doesn't matter who's who's where. It's like a college thing now. Yeah. Even though I don't think Montreal, Toronto's really our rivals. One playoff appearance, two in 20 years, 40 years. Stop it. But in the any way, event, play, the good way games, you play each other says differently. Exactly. That's what we have, the Montreal-Toronto thing. In any event, I think that um, I'm glad we got a point out of it. I'm glad the game was highly competitive. You know what I mean? That's all we can say. And we're going to see tonight. By this time next week, we should have some fun. What did you think of the Leafs' new goal song? Turned it off. Come on. You don't like Kid Cudi? Ah, come on. Pursuit of Happiness? I thought it was an appropriate song. I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it was cool. Where they start the song, I thought that's a little bit like... You should start it where, like, you know, it's like, it's, you know, some high energy. They kind of yeah. started in a little bit of the low energy point in the song, which I thought was weird. You, you could make some adjustments there as the season goes on, though. I'm not, I, I I'm not opposed to the song. That, that, that's the Toronto fan base worried about their goal song. Well, yeah. I mean, this is the, the Hall of Notes that stuck around for too long. Too long. That's the oh, only reason agreed. why we're talking about agreed. this. Agreed. I agree. I think it's kind of funny. I don't notice those things. I don't really give a damn. But. Before we go anywhere... Well, um, the goal song is important. Of course. It, I just like it makes some kind of noise or whatever. But I, I don't know if you want to talk about other teams and other things in the hockey. Of I course. Think, I, I do, but I would like to talk about elements of the game because it's only one game. So we, we could talk about who does what and L.A. needs a goaltender and I can't believe Vancouver blew freaking... Maybe L.A. needs a goaltender. We'll out see, of the, like what happened. And I, I, want to see, well, I want to see what Connor McDavid does tonight after that freaking oh. fiasco the other night. You know what I mean? I'm expecting like five points. I said everybody's saying the thing, but let's just look at a couple things that I've been thinking about. First of all, I'm going to say like at the beginning of the baseball season, if your games start, if you better have a starting pitcher, and if you have the top starting pitchers, you should make playoffs. If you get the five things, okay? So an interesting thing is there's a lot of parity in the NHL, and let's just start with. Okay, so your power play and special teams better be in top five if you're going to make the playoffs. Like I, I well, if you're top ten in both, you should be a playoff. You team. should be a playoff team. Now, I don't know what's more important: your goals against average. Because if you have the best goals against average, and you're not scoring on the power play, you could still be 
sneaking your way in. So what I'm trying to get is like at the house that happens, what metric is going to be the most important for us when we argue all year who's going to be the better team? But look at this. Awesome Matthew scored three goals the other night. Two on the power play and one six on five. So guess what? What did he do at even strengths? Just well, saying. He's, he's one of the best even strength goal scorers. In the I agree, but in that night, he you should can't do just play, You can't just base this off one game. That's a ridiculous argument. Okay, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say an argument. What I'm bringing up is when we get down the road, way down the road, let's say the 2025 game point, yeah. then I want to start pointing that out. This is just, that's no sample okay. size. And I'm not insulting Austin Matthews or anything like this. Personally. I think Matthews, there's a good chance he gets to 50 this year, by the way. I thought Austin Matthews may have been this fir- the best player on the ice, but I think he smokes weed or he works on his hair because you never see him for the first five minutes of a period. And then when you see him, look out, like, come on, by the time you get the third period, who is the best hockey player? If you're an oh, alien Matthews and you came down, game. you just looked and you said, that guy is the best hockey player. Have you never seen anything in your yeah. life? He was that good. I really like the fact, because I'm a, a bit of an Austin Matthews fan, and everyone talked about last year, I'm glad he got his 40 in, because, oh, if he didn't score 40, it would have been a disaster. He led the league in block shots. By a forward. By a forward, yes. He, uh, his plus minus was excellent. He's now out there for a couple of penalty kills against the Habs. What more do you want from a hockey player, Toronto? You can't ask for any more. You know no, he's a top three player on the planet. Oh, no doubt. And I, that's what I'm saying. I think he will be in consideration for the Rocket Richard this year. I mean, looking at a lot of the projections, I wouldn't be surprised if him and Marner both flirt with 100 points this year. Oh, they should. And especially yeah. if Bertuzzi comes along, along the I way. I think they will. That line's been getting better and better every time they've played. But do you think... Um, but don't you agree, it's not going to be one of the matrixes that decides the season. It should in a long way, but they always say power play this, power play this. But look at um, Edmonton had a power play that for the ages last year. Where do they go? Well, carry them to the playoffs. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. So is it going to be next level? When we get to ba- baseball, hold that thought. Okay. okay. You know what I mean? Um, a few more things for hockey. So there were some big contract signings. One of them happened literally right off, right after we got off the show, I believe. Um, or actually, the day after three, the Winnipeg three. one, right? Well, that and the Buffalo one, one of the Buffalo oh, but ones. I thought the Buffalo one was good. Go back, continue. So, so we'll talk Winnipeg in. first. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, Connor Hellebeck and Mark Scheifele both signing identical seven-year deals worth uh, fifty-nine and a half million dollars. Uh, I mean, these these are both great for Winnipeg. I mean, you can argue that they're both plus thirty players, but. I mean, Winnipeg, they need to have competitive teams. They need to sell season tickets. You got it. No, yeah. remember, we were we were throwing – I personally was 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 lamenting the situation in, in uh, Winnipeg. Like, let's throw the Jets on the scrap heap because they can't get their act together. Excuse me. By the way, those are only $7 million a year against a cap hit. 8.5. 8.5, but it'll be less going down the road because then they get their signing bonus. Well, the cap, it always stays the same. Oh, okay. Is that it, what it is? Uh, okay. That's consistent through the contract. Well, I'm saying... But with, a, but with a cap that's going up... Oh, I think it's going to be a good sign. And you know what? There's lots of good years left. Like, I'm going to be interested when you talk about tra- contracts like that. Tavares' contract's coming up in a couple of years. I wonder what they're going to do with him. Well, what did Kopitar sign? Like, yeah, uh, see, $7 million yeah, yeah. per? I think that's going to be comparable. Uh, uh, that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm, I'm happy about Winnipeg doing because that's two good players. Yeah. You know what I mean? I heard that... Uh, up until the signing that um, the L.A. Kings 
had their nose up Hollabuck's butt. Him, I've heard Pittsburgh associated with I was Pittsburgh with, with them too, yeah. yeah, but I heard LA, I knew the most. Well, a lot of people were surprised that it wasn't a Dubois-Hellebuck package to LA oh, when that exactly, trade went Oh, exactly, yeah. exactly, remembering that. But um, congratulations to Winnipeg. Yeah. A Canadian team, I, we want you to sustain a highly competitive things because you guys are freezing your ass <laughs> off in Flin Flon when you got to drive to Winnipeg. And you guys aren't going to be able to attract free agents. I mean, that's just the way it is. No no slate on Winnipeg. No. But, I mean, uh, now that this is kind of out of the way, I might even kind of take back a few of my takes from the preview show where I think this kind of puts Winnipeg ahead of Nashville and maybe even, like, with Seattle and Calgary to fight for those final uh, wildcard spots. I'm actually thinking it's going to be easier in the dressing room because they had oh. to deal with that dissension last year, which always affects the play on the ice. They say, don't don't let anyone fool you. All these talking heads are on TV from all sports. What do they say? If there's a flu in the dressing room, it affects everybody. And they had a contract flu in the Winnipeg dressing room last year, which had to play... With sorts, you know oh, what yeah. I mean. You know what I mean. So I'm. I think that they're going. I think that they're going to be top three in their division. I'm going to go ahead back of like and, Minnesota. What's that? Ahead of Minnesota, they could be ahead of me. No, I don't know about that. I should. I, I'll. I'll reassess this. But I'm thinking they're definitely a playoff contender. I 100%. thought. I thought before that they would no chance of making the playoffs. It'd be too much BS. They'd trade these guys out of town, and Winnipeg would become barren. Congratulations to the Winnipeg Brass. Uh, and then we have Buffalo signing a couple. Young defenseman to big extensions. Rasmus Dahlin signs an eight-year deal worth $11 million per. We thought it would be 10.5, just a little higher than that. But, I mean, this is a player that I think is going to be worth every oh, penny. Oh, every nickel. I'm not surprised. You know what, though? Buffalo's considered a small market team. Do you think yes. that uh, maybe Miss Batman whispered in their ear and said, yeah, you'll be able to afford it? <laughs> I don't know Just about saying. that. Just saying, no, because it's getting I think, I think there's some smart guys there in Buffalo. Kevin Adams is looking like a very good GM. Oh, no, no, no doubt. And the way they built their team, even though they got slaughtered by the Rangers last night. One game. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm not going to look too One far game, into but. that. And then <laughs> yeah, uh, Owen no. Power signs a seven-year deal worth uh, 8.35 per. Another good contract. So this is going to take him to 30, basically, so he can cash in one more time after that. I mean, you, uh, the cynics are going to argue you're paying like $19 million for two defensemen, but... I mean, these are two pretty damn good defensemen. Like your left side D is going to be set for the next decade. Okay, that's what we're talking about. And what do we say at the house that happens? If you don't have big mobile defensemen, you're going nowhere when it's crunch time anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, and a lot of people are considering Darlene a Norris trophy contender, including myself. I picked him as mine in the preseason show. I picked Darlene to win the freaking Norris. And when he got the money, I said, I didn't pump my chest. I just said, (laughs) hey, maybe I wasn't as dumb as I thought. I love the way he plays. Well, we knew that deal was coming. Oh, yeah. In August, yeah, but yeah. I'm just glad it is because, like I said, these contracts are interesting. The level of money that they are, if this salary cap thing moves. Well, I mean, we should talk about this too. Like when it's coming out of the league office, that the cap will go up. Now they're saying it's going to go up four and a half next year instead of three and a half. Yeah, and six the year after. I love it. How can uh, you oh, not no, love it? And, no, I mean, no, and I mean, you got to take that seriously. I mean, the league's not going to put that out there if they're not, uh, if that's not going to be the case, right? They said it would be settled right after the pandemic. This is two years later. Remember but now, they're, but when they're putting a hard number on it uh, for next year, I'm inclined to believe them. Oh, they have to eventually. Yeah. They can't lie to us all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In <laughs> they have to event. give us a little nugget of truth once in a while. Thank you very um, much. So he's not a Norse Trophy contender, but he's paired with one, Devin Taves on Colorado. Also 
with the contract extension. Uh, I know both these sides really want to get this one done. Seven years, 7.25 per. Uh, full no-move clause for the first two years, and then it becomes a modified no-trade where he has a 12-team no-trade list. I got to love this deal for Colorado. And he's only, what, 24, right? 25? No, he's older than that. He is 26? 29. He's that old? Yeah. But, I mean, this is one of the most solid, like, support teams oh, no, no, in the no, league. Is, him is, and, him and Makar, been... arguably the greatest, like, defense combo in the league right now. Um, Didn't he play somewhere else first? The Islanders. Oh, right. That's they traded him yeah. for two second-round picks, which is one of the greatest swindles. Steals in, in, in yeah, hockey, yeah, in, yeah. Especially in recent history. Yes, no, no, Although no. I think I think Vegas has the uh, the title for that one when they took Chandler Stevenson for like a sixth-round pick from Washington. Oh, yeah. Yep. And yeah. now actually the rumor about him is he's going to sign a five-by-five deal, which is, which would be a, just a steal for Vegas. Of course it is. But then again, the kid wants his money, right? Yeah, but I mean, you look at his comparables. Like JT Comfort just signed for five by five, and he's a year younger. So I got you gotta you. look at what the market's at, right? Agreed, agreed, agreed. I think that there's um, um, one other thing I wanted to bring up is that uh, because I know we're getting a little long on the hockey thing is that if oh, but people our, our crowd loves it. Guaranteed. Okay, so anyways, <laughs> here's one of the things that I want to bring up that's driving me completely nuts. As I said, I've watched 10 hockey games. One ten, of them twice. One of them twice. Okay, that's in their entireties. And, and Mr. Milano, you can tell the listeners that I have the capacity with which to turn. And I've been turning up and listening to them, yeah. too. You get a penalty. Shoot the goddamn puck. Just take a shot at the Nets. It's not the compulsories. This is the finals. You shoot. We were talking about how much you need the power play the other night. Last night. New Jersey, first power play, no shots. Arizona, first power play, no shots. Toronto, first power play against Montreal, one shot. At least you got one. Okay, and so now what did I see? uh, Oh, Pittsburgh, I'll give them credit because they got Latang and Carlson. When their power play went, they were shooting the puck. So I'm saying... I thought they were trying to force it a little bit too much, though. Did you? Yeah. I don't mind because you're on the other thing. Like, do I want you to ski? Look at Nylander the other night. Nylander was one of the best-looking players on the ice. He skated around with the puck and the power play one time for about 45 seconds. <laughs> he looked good. Like the compulsories. Now this is the free skate, buddy. Shoot the puck. It drives me crazy. I'm on my... Shoot the... God damn. Jack Hughes, love him. Great hockey player. Low to the ground. I watched him twice, even though they puked it up last night because the goalie in Arizona was pretty good. Um, and center ice is free right now. Everybody should be watching For the it. first week. For the first week, which is good. But in any event... Um, Shoot the puck in the power play. You're going to get 23%. You're not going to get the perfect pass. Look at the one of the power plays, okay? When Matthews took that stupid shot that Jake Allen should have stopped, at this point in time, Matthews had the sense to realize we got to put the puck in the net. <laughs> we can't be passing this shit around. We're, not, we're going to pass it around in circles, and it looks pretty. Doesn't it look oh, yeah. pretty? It looks pretty. What good is it if you don't shoot the puck? Last time I think you got to shoot the puck. It's got to go in the net. You score goals, you win. Yeah, we don't dance around like freaking what's his name, Elvis Stoika, or somebody, Stoico. whatever. You know what I mean? No, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Holy smokes! Well, they look like him skating around. You know what I mean? I'm looking for a triple Lutz or some shit. They <laughs> don't even shoot the puck. Shoot it, guys. Anyone listening, Andrew, tonight, I'll get in there, and I'll be watching. I'll have four games on my TV. And with, with, is there baseball tonight? No. Nope. No nope. baseball. They baseball championship series starts, starts tomorrow. tomorrow. But in any event, I'm, that's one of my pet peeves for the season. I'm going to say it. Um, 
You gotta shoot the puck. Yeah. We already have the parody. We discussed it. Ah, <laughs> oh, drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. Just um, one thing I want to get to quickly also was the Leafs traded Sam Lafferty. Uh, he couldn't make the team. Is that a cap thing? 100%. I'm surprised, though, because Vancouver picked up Lafferty and Casey DeSmith, who were like kind of like cap casualties of Montreal and Toronto, but they have their own cap problems. So I don't know what's going on with the Canucks. That's, that seemed to be a theme when we were talking about them in the show on exactly. like last weekend. Exactly. I don't know. The Canucks, like, they're a team I want to like. I like a lot. I love Elias Peterson, Pedersen. Oh, he looks good and, and good for. Uh, we, we, we'd be remiss if we Brock didn't. Besser. Brock Besser four scored goals. four goals. He looked good. Yeah. He looked good. I mean, I'm not the biggest JT um, Miller guy, but. Neither uh, am I. No. Uh, Quinn Hughes, he's a phenomenal talent. Look great. I love I love Thatcher Demko and that, but I mean, there's just, for whatever reason, Vancouver. I think it's probably due to ownership. We've heard about Aquilini being a little bit of a nut, uh, maybe a little too uh, hands on, uh, as it were. But I mean, I don't know about that team. You hear people? Who was it? Was it Zach that was saying that they're a team that's like a few years away still, and it's like a few years away from a few years it's away. Like, buddy, like they're like you can't take that. Like they're at, they should be at that point where they're contending. This should exactly. be their championship yes. window Let's like Edmonton like Toronto yes you know uh, you, you can't have that mentality if I'm Elias Peterson I'm calling my agent being like they listen say I, I, I like, I like Vancouver here. I like my teammates but, but yeah, yeah I, I, that's what they were saying but you know what it is too and, and, and it's interesting you brought that point out because it, it, it leads me to saying this one of the things about the NHL and these teams are you have to have a a nucleus of guys that maintain that dressing room for you to be a contender during the years. And that's one of the things that I find odd about the Leafs is that they made six player changes at the uh, playoff deadline. Did yeah. you realize that their roster had seven or eight new guys that were not on the team last year? As opposed to Montreal, it only had like four or five. Yeah. Because that's new and the old guys are coming in. But the in. nucleus way, of the team is still. Is that's still what place, I'm saying, so, which yeah. makes it, in which, which, um, verifies that theory about the fact that um, the nucleus Toronto Maple Leafs is good. But I think that it's going to take them a little bit longer to hit their stride because it's just too many new guys that are going to have to adapt. And I think that the line of, um, of um, like, they, they've got this, like Nylander with Tavares, Marner with Matthews. Yeah. Whoever plays with them are going to pick it up along the way. But I think those four are going to carry the team to where they've got to be so far yeah, to adjust it because they're going to have to do it because you got a bunch of stiffs back there on defense that don't know how to skate. Oh, Look. come on. <laughs> I love when they fell down. I felt bad for Lindgren because you know I like him. Yeah. But not last night. <laughs> and Mrs. Milani, I don't like you on Leafs have nights, okay? So just get that straight. Every other day of the work, you uh, I told love her you. about that text you sent me on that, <laughs> <laughs> during that night. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to get to was uh, opening night, there was the Pittsburgh-Chicago game. Ricard Raquel shooting the puck after the whistle and just getting mobbed. Oh. I thought that was hilarious because oh. you never see that anymore. No, but I mean, is that part of presenting personality to generate eyes to the game? Well, I knew that was kind of an unwritten rule that you don't. Yeah. But like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, it's funny because you watch some old games and you'll see like, you know, Daryl Siller kind of shoot the puck in after the the whistle and like, he'll just get booed, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then, I don't know, something, I don't know when it changed. I haven't exactly, I, I should do this actually, like a little deep dive into this. When it became... Uh, I don't know, offside, as it were, to shoot the puck after the whistle, and you'll just get freaking mobbed. Oh, that, a long time ago, because I was a kid when you do it, it would start fights before games. 
It would start fights. So why would you do that? So, but anyways, that's just I'm, if, I'm not. It's a different element of selling the game. I'm not saying it's good or bad or it's ugly. I'm just. I don't know. It was kind of, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny, too. Uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of cartoonish Yeah, is what it, it appealed to me. I just got a giggle out of it. But that's the way it is. Pittsburgh, uh, What I made a little note. They look old. They look old. They're slow, that team. Eric Carlson, the way Elliot Friedman described on his pod, what do you got here? Elliot? Malkin still looks lazy to me. <laughs> that's why I'm glad okay, you brought Don it Okay, Don Cherry. Okay, but you know yeah. what you're saying? And they won comfortably last night, but don't they Against look... Washington. They could be one of the worst teams in the league now that I've seen them, eh? They look rough. But I know what you're saying about Pittsburgh because I've seen them two games now. And Crosby looks like Crosby. Yeah. Okay, he, he looks you know like Crosby. Okay, but the rest of those guys, if this is the last dance, they're probably going to be doing waltzes. Well, yeah. I'd say it's a last dance part one. It's a two-parter. Okay, I agree. Here, the, the finale. Um with Elliot Friedman was making the argument too that I thought found interesting where he was saying that Eric Carlson he's the type of guy that you need to kind of move the, the mechanics of your team around to kind of get him going there's a lot of things because he's not obviously he's not your average defenseman even not even your average offensive defenseman so you, there's a kind of a, it's a there's going to be a little bit of a period to kind of get him acquainted in there how much how long that's going to be for Pittsburgh is going to be the big question I think if they can get start to get things together by the new year, I would say that's going to be optimistic for them heading into this uh, championship season or whatever. But if if by new year things are still looking sluggish for Pittsburgh, I'm pressing the panic button. I believe this. I'm The number I'm talking about, that's why I bring up stats. And Pittsburgh was one of the reasons that made me think about how valuable your power play is if you can keep a parity at five at five is because they were pushing the the envelope uh, yeah. more than any team. So what I think it is is what's going to be really interesting when you get the chemistry between Carlson and Latang back on the point. I don't know. Go, I don't know if that's going to stick work? together though. They had, I, I would, ch- I would. They, they had the most impressive power play in the fact that they created more action in front sure. of the net. That's what I noticed. I mean, I think power play is a little bit less of an issue. I'm more concerned about five on five Carlson. Because like you need to do because he's like he likes to carry the puck and yeah, do all these true. things. So I think that's going to be the bigger issue. Did you see Ovi taking shots at him last night? No, I didn't. Oh yeah, o- I, Ovi, I, I Ovi. forgot that game was on. Then like I was watching something else, and I turned. I just see four nothing Pittsburgh. I'm like, ugh. Ovi took a couple of open ice hits on him. One was really nice. One I think he went to the box, but Ovi was skating around trying to and, force things. Yeah, and and he and I'm glad it's the first game of the season because um um. Ovi couldn't hit the broadside of a, anything last night. Skated like the wind. I think he'll be fine. I think he's still going to score 40. We'll see. We'll uh, see. One last quick thing uh, before we switch it up here. What do you think of uh, the Las Vegas banner ceremony? Why not? Why not? It was cheesy. It was crazy. It was Vegas, it was Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Come on. I mean, my, my only nitpick was, like, I mean, the three Stanley Cups of the slot machine. You could be like, oh. Okay, that was a little <laughs> funny. But I'm just saying this. I mean, it's, I, I mean still, it's, it's Vegas. Let's have some fun. The it's band, entertainment. Remember yeah. we said you turned on your TV? I you want to be entertained? Yes, I did. It had everything Vegas was in that yeah. whole banner, including the cheese. I, I didn't like uh, the banner itself, I'm not a huge fan of. I I thought I think they should have just gotten all gold. I didn't like that black stripe down the middle. I thought yeah. that didn't look very nice. But outside of that, yeah. but, but the, the point being is, why doesn't every other team open their show? Like the Habs have a good opening. You guys were pretty solid, even though you had no crowd response. 
Don't it's because half the, the, the crowd in the lower bowl is still at the Platinum Club. Yeah, okay, but I agree. But did you hear like the roar? Like we'll see tonight in Montreal. A lot when the opening is yeah. there. I, I and it, and it's really a drag that Toronto being such a hockey market that the corporate things take away from those type of ceremonies because of Vegas is nuts. What you're telling me, Jack? Okay, <laughs> but I'm saying the Vegas thing I liked. I I mean I just watched it because it was a banner thing, and then once it started going, you know the the fire and brimstone yeah. and. Running around. Oh, it was great. It was so Vegas. It was Vegas. And then the slot machine thing and all that. Come on. It was great. It was great. I think a lot of other teams should take a look at that when they're doing their presentation. Oh, for, for, for other things. Just for the end. You know what we're saying? We're trying to bring eyeballs to the team. And we'll discuss that eyeballs when we get to football and how that's working out in a minute. But we better take a left turn here and discuss the most important thing that's going on in sports right now. And that's the baseball playoffs. Well, I mean, do, do you want to discuss uh, that horrible press conference first by the Toronto Blue Jays? I think we have to allude to that because we are the house that happens, and we've been pissed about a lot of crazy stuff that the Blue Jays have done this year. But that dog and pony show was unbelievable. Let's, let, let's give the recourse, okay? Let this so the fans understand. Schneider comes out and says, <laughs> Okay. And then Aikens doubles. English, please. Okay, then Aikens comes back out and goes, <laughs> And then Shapiro goes, they were doing a good job. It's communication issues. Did you see our new fan experience? Don Mattingly said when you're in there, we prepare the game plan like this. Don't worry, we've made the playoffs three or four times. Uh, why'd you take up reels? Well, the fan experience is cool. <laughs> I'm telling you, Shapiro was was a magician out there. And it was complete bullshit. I thought... Yeah, he was a bad that, magician. But because, But I mean the fact that he did not stutter. He just kept giving it the flow. Okay, so and he's the snake oil sales salesman. I don't want to say anything about like his position or whatever, because at this time in the world, it wouldn't be nuts. But he was a politician is what he oh, was. Yeah. He was so smooth. But what? what's the end? What's the end decision? The Marino trade. Look at Marino and Gurriel in Houston. Answer the question. Oh, it takes three or four years to understand where we're going with the draft. What? Marino hits up one, four home runs, which we've never seen. Four home runs hit in a row in that Arizona game. Mm -hmm. Gurriel hit a home run and played some decent defense. Did you see that Gurriel defense? Yep. By the way, but that's not my point. But it's okay because we have a center fielder for next year now. Do we? <laughs> They're going to move our show to center field. That's what it looks like. And Kermeyer's going to be out of there? Yep. He's going to be a Yankee. Okay, let's be honest, okay? we got to give Varsho another crack just because of his defense, okay? But his bat was – this is a horrible trade. But yeah. that, we're not talking about the trade now. What we're talking about is the sheer – I don't know. I don't think they disrespected us as a fan base. Uh, but they never they never answered our questions. I would say that's disrespect. Or what are you doing, pulling the blinds over they didn't, our they eyes? Ever, they didn't address the issues that we have with our team. Like, come on. No, and they didn't address the situation with Barrios. Everyone danced around it. And I'm and me, Mr. Analytics myself, come on. That was a horrible move. I horrible. know everyone's pointing analytics, but, like, show me this. No one's been able to tell me what this analytic is. So I'm, I'm a little... I'm going to. I'm going to get to it in a minute. Okay. Oh, we're going to get to it in a minute. Okay, and I'll prove why. But anyways, what, what we're getting at is uh, um, I think there's going to be, what, Five different guys on the Jays next year, at least. Oh, another thing is he brushed over a Manoa thing like that was last week's newspaper. This guy could be our ace next year. We don't know. He should be. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But he blew over. That's when I said, ah, oh, come on, Shapiro. You blew over. Like, Manoa came up and was, as fast as he came up, he blew it off. You know what I mean? Oh, that's personal. You know, 
Stop it, man. We're asking teams. We're going to pay more for those tickets for the fan experience. You're, th- you're starting about doing those packages. If it's this team, you're going to charge us more. You're going to say we made the playoffs. Is that? Nah. World Series are bust. Agreed? At least get to the championship or series. Or get to the championship series. Exactly. You know what I mean? Make it. Let's like this 15 and 16. I mean, I know uh, Atkins and Shapiro were at the helm for 16. But let's be real. Anthopolis that uh, was his laid the base. Exactly. Atkins and Shapiro just kind of, you know, tweaked it a little bit, put together the bullpen, which was good. And that I would say that is one of their strong suits. Well, um, I, I just uh, – one of the things is that if you've been watching any of the national press, they've been kicking Toronto hard. Good. They've been re- been just taking Jays it. Jays deserve in. it. Oh, yeah. And, they, and picking apart all the stuff like analytics decision, bad base running, but bad – Christopher Russo said it the best the other day. The base running in a lot of teams has been horrible. Even in these playoffs, but that's why do you think that is? I'm wondering: is it coaching? Is it over aggression? And they want to get the extra base because, like, like I've noticed in some other games, like in uh, the series with Miami, the guy made a horrible run and, and took him out of an, uh, um, of, of what was it? Would have been bases loaded, one out inning, caught, got himself there. Um, a couple of Philadelphia guys made some erroneous runs. Baltimore guys got caught in between bases. We we seen it all. I don't know the reason, but isn't that fundamentals? Uh, yeah, it should be fun to like that's the base running. It's like some of the earliest stuff you're taught, like when to run, when not to run. Thank you. you and know? anyway, we'll, 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 let's get on to the rest of the stuff about baseball. But here at the house, it happens. We're not impressed with the hierarchy of the Toronto Blue Jays, are we? No, and it doesn't look like the status quo is going to change anytime soon, which is probably the most alarming thing. They were bean counters when they came here, and they're bean counters today. We'll land it on that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But in any event, we've had some great playoffs, don't yeah. you think? I mean, and I mean, we could use this as a transition. AL East teams in the postseason, a combined zero and seven. Uh, uh, and then one thing I read too, uh, the, just brutal. Eh? The top five teams in baseball, a combined one win in the postseason. One win is that not insane? No, there's a variety of reasons for that, but one of the reasons I'm not going to be uh, acquiescing to is, oh, they had a week off, they lost momentum. Oh, I'm not buying that. Thank you at the house. I'm glad you agree. Look at the Astros. I mean, I. I Agree that there should be a reseeding from the wild card to the division series because, like Atlanta, Philly, that should have been the league championship. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That should have no, been no, seven yeah, games. Yeah, yes, okay, I agreed, but we we got stolen there. But before we, get I'm, not, that, I'm not making excuses for the Braves. Like you lost exactly. So let's let, let's run over the series really quickly. Uh, we'll end with that one because it was the best. But look what happened here. You had Houston and Minnie. This is the seventh time in a row that. Um, Houston has gone to the ALCS, seventh year in a row. This is insane. No matter, now they only won two World Series, but I'll take two Worlds in seven years. So with the Braves, well, I, I, the I mean, right only two World Series. Okay, like winning okay, one is that. a monumental achievement. But I, I, I like to point out also that I got the series perfect. I called the three-one Houston win. Yes, you did. Uh, yes, the, the Astros they lost to a great pitching performance in Game Two. Other than that, like. They look like the team that should be headed to the World Series. Oh, no doubt. Uh, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This, this, whoa. Oh, I, I know you like Texas. I'm not saying I do, but I'm just saying one of the things that solidifies this, and you talk about it all sports, look at look at the, look at at the Houston. Bergman, Altuve, Abreu, um, Abreu, Abreu, but most of all, Alvarez. Guy's a beast. These guys, now Abreu is newer, but this is a nucleus of guys that stuck together with the Verlander there. And this shortstop on Houston, why they let Korea go? He may not have his bat, but this Perez guy, which is one of my arguments, look at all the teams that are still left. Who's playing second base and who's playing yeah. shortstop? These guys are solid. 
It's like starting Turner on, on Philadelphia. But in any event, with Verlander going, Valdez, and uh, what's his name? Uh, I forget his name. Anyways, they're starting rotation for short series, which is my theory. Fuck analytics. I don't like to swear. Tampa Bay and all them guys are gone. Why are the teams, why are Houston here? Because their starting pitching was better yeah. than Minnesota. You know what? Which brings us to the next series. Texas and Baltimore. What was ultimately the better thing? They came out with Evaldi. They came out with Montgomery. Baltimore stubbed their toes. Should we leave the starter in a little longer? Should we take them out? And they went home like, the, you know, they were little girls yeah. in this series. You I know? mean, the Rangers, like, game one was pretty tight. Game two, I thought, was a bigger win than the final score showed. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. But, agreed. like, I mean, Texas, they, like, they dominated that series. And what started with what? Starting pitching. The guys all went five innings. Yep. And all the teams that went on here, you look at it. Like, if you t- the Houston guys, the Texas guys, they all went, like, Evaldi went, what, five and two-thirds? Uh, Montgomery went seven, didn't he? Yep. Uh, and I forget the other guy. He went five. Take notes, Blue Jays. Exactly. That's the whole thing that I'm getting at, which gets us to the next series. The Diamondbacks in L.A. Oh. L.A. got shacked because look at oh they it, just the the D-backs just jumped on their starters early and and I mean we know like the Dodgers don't really have much of a bullpen so that was it that was the series right there oh and not only that look at those three guys what's their names Galen Galen and uh, Kelly and the other guy with the funny name they came out and they all pitched six or seven innings what did the Dodgers they had the great Clayton Clayton Kershaw he might gonna, have played his last game. I don't know. They say they got to bring him back next year because they got no starters. But Clayton Kershaw is going to be one of the weirdest. Do you believe he's the first ballot Hall of Famer? Yeah. Worst ERA in big games in the history. He will go into the Hall of Fame as the worst. His ERA during the regular. Worse than David Price? Oh, Price isn't going to the Hall of Fame. No, but I'm saying he's like in terms of like big games. Oh, worse. Because David, bigger... David Price had a little oh, bit of an issue he, there okay, too. Uh, Exactly. But he's had way more opportunities to rectify the situation. What did he do in the first game against the Diamondbacks? That, that just kind of goes to my theory about these starting pitchers being overworked, though. Oh, that's stop it. You got to pitch 200 innings. Your arm should be in shape by then. It's Verlander. Or you're worn out. What do you mean worn out? Verlander, 40 years old, came out and gave you six innings, shutout innings. Yeah, but it's okay. But like, look at when, look at those days when he was on the Detroit Tigers pitching 250 innings. He by the time be. he got to the playoffs, his arm was a fucking noodle. No, no, no. He pitched good. He gave up one home run in two, 2012. And Verlander gives up home runs. He gave up the big round to Poppy that wrecked that series. And they went home four nothing or whatever the case may be. But, um... Bottom line is, a starting pitcher to me, and I don't want to talk about this 200 innings. I think that's bullshit. Man, you got to pitch more. Better protein, better routines, better days. Less nutrients in your food. How about that? Well, then you know what? Eat some gummies. Do some shit. No, man, I can't buy that. I can't buy that. I want pitchers to give me 250 innings a year. I'm not buying this at all. Sorry, those days are over. I'm a relic, Christopher Russo from High Heat. You hear me? I'm I'm preaching to you. You're I'm listening to you. He's it's you don't have starting pitching going nowhere. I agree with uh, that. Then, you need and, starting and you pitching. you need guys that be able to work their arms or throw in between more. Go in the field like you know what guys used to do back then. They used to the shag fly balls to make their arms stronger. Oh, don't do that. It's an extra throw in their arm. Stop it. I'm getting tired of that. Okay, I'm let's really... take this into the uh, Phillies Braves series now. Games two and game four were, they might have been two of the best baseball games I've seen all year. Oh, this year, yeah, yeah, I, w- I will admit that, hundred percent. I don't have a problem with that. What I'm, re- I'm going to beat on a dead horse about once again is, Philly put out Wheeler, Nolan, Suarez. 
What did Atlanta do? Strider pitched good. He pitched okay, but who yeah. else? Elder got raked. Oh, by the way, that, that tells you both the starting pitching we're getting at. Look at this. L.A. was such a mess that they had to put out Lance Lynn for game three. <laughs> Didn't he, he? He was good in the World Series in 2012. Wow. Thank you. But anyways. I saw um, some memes saying that the Dodgers wish it would be another short season like the one they wanted. They Because they, they haven't had a parade since 1988 because there was no parade during the pandemic. They couldn't have done the uh, boat parade like uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning did? or oh, I guess cool. maybe it's California. Maybe it's, uh, you know, people who are. We're not going to go yeah. there. We're not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> in any, any event, um, that series was great because if you just seen, first of all, we had some spectacular individual performances for the ages that made us just go, wow. Like when we're going to have an 8-5-3 double play. Oh, that's fantastic. You know what I mean? Kids, I hope you were watching because it was reminiscent of Jeter, if you think about it, because Harris makes a spectacular catch off the wall and overthrows the cutoff man who is not, he's still going, wow, what a play. Riley did what you're supposed to do when you start in Little League. You run to a spot when the ball is being played. Who made the play? The third baseman coming across to cover up. Heads up throw to first base. And I do not think there was a lot of um, talk about Harper's not being back or not. I thought it was going off the wall. If it goes off the wall, Harper scores a run at home. He ties the game up. Okay, that's so. I'm I'm going to give him that because like, we just alluded to the bad base running. I'm not saying that's a bad base running thing. Everyone said he should have waited that second and seen what happened. Yeah, but I thought it was going off the wall. Just a fantastic play. We're going to see that for the next twenty years. You know the great plays in postseason division championships. Yeah, it's it's going to be that. Um, a couple other things that I was going to say is that do you think they should change the format? They were talking about that now because of the Phillies Braves possibility. I would say just like I would do a reseeding. That's the only re- thing I would change. Yeah, that's what we do because if we had a, did a reseed, it looks like the they, the it, it would, would have been uh, Philadelphia versus the Dodgers. Exactly, yeah. and then we would have had Atlanta. But that's not saying that Atlanta would have beat. I'm not saying Arizona, that. But well, I mean the way the series was going, I mean Arizona probably would have beaten Atlanta. But I mean, just in terms, of, I don't know. That I'm always pro reseeding, like what the NHL used to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about that too. Um, that's the only tweak I would make. Do you believe now that the Philly? Who, who's your favorite to win it all? Philly? We want a Philly Astros final. We really I, do. I said in the last show, I believe I said whoever wins the Atlanta Philly series wins the World Series. I'm sticking to that. That's not a bad thing. And here's another thing you want to talk about, though. Look at them. They have Turner, Stott, Schrade. Riamoto, Castellanos, and who am I missing? One other guy. But anyways, that's another team where you move that bond along. Now, is that going to work in San Diego? Because they've got a core of seven or eight now that have been together now. I'm going to say at the beginning Uh, of next season why it doesn't work. Of course we have issues. A lot of them have to do with the... With your clubhouse. And have you seen a clubhouse that's tighter? Oh, the, the Houston clubhouse? The Phillies clubhouse. Why couldn't the Dodgers clubhouse rally a little better? One of the problems was, can you believe this now? Freeman and Betts had one hit. One hit in the series. But that's baseball because if the starting pitchers can dominate and go six innings. Yeah, it's only a few games, right? Exactly. you got to be there. So uh, Tampa Bay... Uh, I want to know how your analytics system worked out. Baltimore, you fooled around with analytics during a crucial time. 
and of course our beloved Toronto Blue Jays. But in any event, we're going to say uh, everybody watching the baseball, it's some of the best entertainment, I will agree. There's been some good games out there, and uh, I'm hoping these series are going to be good. Now, let's get to our championship series predictions. We'll start uh, with the American League. The Battle of Texas, first time that these two teams have faced off in the postseason. Houston Astros, Texas Rangers. Cruz, who do you like? I'm liking Houston all day because of starting pitching, and I think it's going to be low-scoring games because Texas is going to bring up Evaldi and Montgomery. So you're going to have um, Verlander, Valdez, and who's the third guy? Anyways, there's some good starting pitching in this series. But I'm going with the Astros because of experience. Seven games, six or seven games. This won't be a short series. Watch it be that way. But I'm, I'm saying the Astros are on a roll. And congratulations, seven times ACL Seven years in a row, ALCS. Whew. Yep. In this day and age, whew. incredible. You know what I incredible. mean? Incredible. See what happens when you have no salary cap. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the Houston Astros as well. I think I, this is a team I've been pumping their tires. Yes, you have all season. Uh, they're ex- exactly where I expected them to be. I think they're going to take this just one step further. I like them in six. And then we move on to the National League. The Philadelphia Phillies will take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. When was the last time Arizona's been this far? Was it 2001 probably when they eventually won the yeah, whole thing? A long time ago. Uh, now, uh, obviously, uh, this interesting storyline for many reasons. Cruz, who, who do you like here? Okay. Before I say anything, it's that there's a weird thing happened in the playoffs this year. Two young teams got in. Are they going to be ready or not? I think it boiled down to starting pitching in this way. Everyone's not surprised that Baltimore lost because they they showed their youth. Mm-hmm. When's Arizona been here? They haven't been, but the moxie of their team's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Baltimore's a little bit younger. So I'm going to say I do believe that Philadelphia is going to go to the World Series because Bryce Harper is going to will, will them there. Best throwback we've seen in years. we got two of the best players in baseball that will make the World Series. We'll have... Alvarez and we will have Bryce Harper. I'm I'm saying I'm saying Arizona's going to win some games. When you got um, Galen and Kelly and what's his name yeah. is your three starters and Sewell's their, their closer. This is going to be very interesting. And I'm going to say that if 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 Arizona happens to pull this out, it'll be because of their bullpen. Because Philly's bullpen's still a little, ah, uh, but I think because what they might be front runners and stuff, I, I think I'm picking more, more because I want to see a Philly Astros repeat. So we're going with? Oh, Philly. And how many games? Uh, I think it might go the run. Might run seven. Might run seven. And that home field advantage in Philadelphia. Because I can see Galen winning a game. Yeah. I can see Kelly win. These guys pitch good. Look, they haven't lost yet. Yep. Uh, they that's haven't why, lost. That's They've why been mowing them down. They're I, hot. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a quick series at no, all. No. I, I'm going to say Philly in six. Mm. And the thing is, we're going to have Wheeler and Nola against uh, Galen and Kelly to kick it off, or the other dude, whatever. The first three starts in this series are going to be like my theory. Have horses, even though none of them pitched more than 160 innings this year, so their arms should all be fresh, right? (laughs) Stop it. They should be. Stop it. All right, so that'll do it for baseball. So once again, going from America's pastime to the monolith, the NFL. We'll begin with our top five power rankings. Okay, so I'm so, going to say, I, I want to do this right now. I want to show, if Mr. Milani will tell everybody, I don't have one note on football, okay? But I've been immersed in football. I've been baptized in football <laughs> so much this week that 
I still can't have my beloved Detroit Lions in the top five. No. No. I'm going to say number five still has to be the Buffalo Bills because when you go to Jacksonville, when you go over there, they did everything wrong. Buffalo, they didn't get there till Friday. Took them to halftime to figure out they're playing a game. And Jacksonville's relatively good. And um, Trevor uh, Trevor Lawrence showed up. He knew he was against Josh But Allen. now Buffalo, they're down three, like, very good defenders. And this is kind of a second concerning loss this season for the Bills, which is why I took, I took them out of my top five. Okay, but in any event, they're going to destroy the Giants this week because there's not even a quarterback. Daniel Jones isn't playing. Okay, so my five would be, number five will be Buffalo. Okay, number four will be Miami because they got they stepped ahead of them there. Even though the week before they did it, I'm going to give you the fact that the, the guys on defense got hurt, which is a drag. Buffalo drop guys like flies. Number three is still going to have to be the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they got all kinds of weird shit going on in that team. Mm-hmm. And by the way, when we talked, what was the spread? Ten and a half. What did they win by? Ten. 11. Or 11, excuse 11. me. 11. Uh, and I took them. <laughs> That's Vegas. In any event, number two has to still be the Philadelphia Eagles because they're undefeated. I thought one of the best games last week was the Eagles and the Rams. We'll talk Hands about down. Hands what down. a great, great game. And the number one team in the league, if you haven't noticed, they sodomized America's team <laughs> On a, a national television, and I giggled all the way through the San Francisco 49ers. All right, so I'm going to start from the top because they're obvious and they're the same as yours. So number one, San Fran. Number two, Philly. Number three, Kansas City. Number four. The Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe I'm, you know what? Everyone says that's my sense. It's just backwards jinxing. <laughs> Trying to back your door your way in. Yes. And then number five, I have the Miami Dolphins, even though I think they're frauds. But well, they, well, I got to give them their fair shake. Is anybody else kicking around trying to get in the door of the top five? It's going to – it's well, always Buffalo. Fluid. Buffalo would be my number six. Yeah, they're going to be around there too. And I'm saying – Dallas would still kind of be there even oh, though they got – Oh, I'm starting to worry. Well, oh, yeah, you can't get – and then they just got their asses kicked by Arizona a couple weeks ago because they were physical. I'm glad you brought up the Detroit Lions because if you see how they play, and this is a crucial game this week when we get to it because they play Tampa Bay on the road. The teams are at the top. Look at San Francisco. How do they play? Both lines of scrimmage. Smash mouth. Look when you get to um, uh, who is number two again? I'm losing Philly. My- Smash mouth on both sides of the lung. Do you know that Kansas City is now the sixth best defense in the NFL? I believe it. Okay, so they're playing. They're they're playing very physical on the on the line of scrimmage. And the I, defense I, has been carrying them this season. I must say, Kansas City. Yeah. Oh, it's holding them amazing, which is really shocking to say when you're talking about Kansas City. Which leads me to not really though, because when they've like, especially the first Super Bowl, I feel like that was a super balanced team that they had. Like they were extremely good yeah. offensively, but like but they had a, they, they had a really they, they, good they, defense too. Well, the problem is this: is that Mahomes better find somebody else besides Kelsey to throw to Sue. These guys that's drop a, that's a balls. Problem. Yeah. I didn't think it would be that big. I thought these guys would learn to catch, but I had... Um, There's some good running backs on that team, but I mean, wide uh, receiver has been a big issue for Kansas Tony City. should catch more, but it's a drops. He's putting the ball yeah. in the hand. It's, it's the drops. It's like the game with... And we, we, we'll go quickly through the divisions and, and where we are right now, but Okay, Kansas City's like, well, just this of the AFC, and we're starting the AFC West. Kansas City's going to win that. 
okay? But there's a huge game going on because I think this is a time where the Chargers are going to have to figure out what they're going to do. Denver and Vegas are done. Let's not even talk about them. No more prime time. Get them out of here. However, if the Chargers beat the Cowboys, we'll again get a national televised game to get their asses kicked. I hope they do. Was that the Monday Nighter? Or is it the Sunday Nighter? I'm not sure. Okay. But they're on national TV against the L.A. Chargers because it's it is No, it's the Monday Nighter. Oh, it is a Monday yeah. Nighter. Okay, again. Buffalo Giants is... Oh, God. Why is that the Sunday Nighter? Because the Get Giants... Get the Giants off oh, there, buddy. I heard... I don't know how many talking heads they say, okay, this is how it worked before the season. You expected this. So now the New York Jets and the New York Giants get no more no more primetime games. Because, Denver, too, because I mean, the there's market... Not- too Gotta many flex. other good games you could flex in there. Like, I'm looking at the 1 o'clock games you'd be able to switch it for. And, like, why not of- Tampa and Detroit would be a great flex game. Tampa's trying to be That's there. a 4 o'clock game, though. That's a problem. I mean, the Buffalo doesn't play 4 o'clock games. That's the thing, right? That's true, too. I mean, you could argue maybe Bengals-Seahawks, but. Oh, I would put that there. That's a great. Both teams need the win. You know what I mean? Because the Rams aren't going nowhere. And Seattle, they know that they've got to be a wild card. Because San Francisco's going to run away with that. Seattle's got to win because they need the wild card. And Cincinnati needs to win because they've been screwing up. And thank God Pittsburgh stole that win from freaking Baltimore on a weekend. What an op- and another thing is what's I wrong that, with I call that game by the way I called the taking I, Pittsburgh. So. I did not. I just say this much. Here's another problem. Guys, learn how to catch the balls. Eight drops in the Baltimore Pittsburgh game. Eight drops. <laughs> Eight drops in a game that was final, what, 16, 13, 21, 17, whatever. And there was game. a big interception in the red zone too, right? Yes, there was. Yeah, and that was a great interception, by the way. I would have thrown the ball there because a lot of people are questioning, oh, uh, Lamar got the bag. What's his problem? I don't think it's a Lamar problem. No, I don't think so either. It's just that the teams had issues with what's going on there, which tells you that division is still wide open. Why the Seattle-Cincinnati oh, game yeah. should be the one flexed in there. Cause, and you know what? I think... Cleveland must be having cardiac arrest because Deshaun Watson looks like he's got a bad shoulder. So that well, means he's not going to play, right? He's not playing. They say he might not play multi week. So what is this? $250 million guarantee. The first two years, you're going to get what on your bang on your buck? Ouch. Oh, in a big way. So I'm calling Cleveland out. I mean, whoever you're, t- we're going to go through the games really quickly yeah. at the end. But so one thing, I, the big game I want to get to. So uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the jet lagged Bills situation. Yes. Um, Pittsburgh steals one. Uh, yes. Oh, and then New England getting smoked oh. at home. Oh. That that might have been oh. the worst Patriots loss I've ever seen in my life. Okay, so now that we're going across the divisions, Buffalo's going to have to battle more because Cle- now Miami's a game up on them again. Yes. So let's just say New England's out of there. Those two are battling for that spot. However, we can't count out the Jets yet because the Jets are... are uh, mm. Do they trade for Kirk Cousins at the deadline? October the Jets? 35, shade for Kirk Cousins? No, because Aaron Rodgers is uh, hyping his comeback. Oh, stop it. You don't come back with Achilles this. Aaron, go take a basket. Go in the darkness. Ayahuasca. Uh, uh, oh, you're versed on that, are you? Okay. Um, Go out with a witch. What else does he do? Ayahuasca, jump in the darkness, and sleep with witches. Looks miserable. <laughs> Ah, Aaron Rodgers. I think I told you that Rogers. line, right? Where it's like he's the, the saddest rich guy in the world. It's just pathetic at times. And you know, great talent. Let's not take away from Aaron Rodgers. One of the great, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. The Jets ain't going nowhere unless their defense keeps playing the way that it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm of the belief that in the it's, it's going to be Miami. I think Miami and Buffalo are still going to make the playoffs. 
Yes. I think both those teams will make the playoffs. When you go to the AFC North, I think two teams will make the playoffs from there. Um, when you go to the AFC West, I don't think anybody, uh, the, only, the only team that's going to make it from there is going to be Kansas City. So we need one more wild card spot. Because I don't think you, th- are you saying it's going to come from the South then? Um, well, mate, give me a second here. I think the surprise team is Houston. And I took Houston to win this year. And I think that Houston and Tennessee, no, Houston and Indy both may, may make the playoffs. I'll still, I'll, still st- I'll still stand by my take and say that there's going to be two wild cards from the AFC North that make it. I think they're going to beat each other up too much. You you thought Cincinnati and, and Baltimore, I think right? Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, I think I'll make it. I'm standing by okay, that. Okay, so let's just go here in week six and take a look around. Baltimore's got to play Tennessee and Tottenham. That's not a rollover. Seattle's got to play Cincinnati. It's Seattle and Cinc- Pittsburgh's got bye week. Yeah, okay. So right there, those two games are not gimme for either teams. What is the record in that th- division? Two and three, three and two. That's where they're at. So what if they both lose or what if they both win? So I'm going to say by the end of the year, and look at if if Baltimore happens to lose to Tennessee, Tennessee is going to be one of the teams that they're fighting for for a playoff spot. You know what I mean? So I'm not saying, and this Stroud guy, CJ's the two most quarterbacks in the league this year that I'm just going wow about is Brock Purdy. If you don't see, this guy is a machine. But this C.J. Stroud, who goes to a place I absolutely hate. I'm not even going to say what university he went to. I'll say it, Ohio State. Stop it. We don't like to say that on the air. In any event, um, the kid looks good. And Houston drafted some um, – their drafts in the last couple of years were for defense. So Houston's defense is actually quite a bit better. And what's their record right now? Three and two, aren't they? Three and two. And who do they play this week? Or are they on a bye? I think they could be one of the buy team. Now, there's one more thing I want to get to about the Patriots before you just completely steamrolled me. Okay. (laughs) So, I got a hot take. All right. So, New England Patriots. Clearly, we have a quarterback issue. Yes. (laughs) Do Have you heard the the joke about why Bill Belichick went to McDonald's? No. To get a better Mac. Oh. oh, Ruthless. (laughs) So, obviously, something's got to be done. My hot take is that Aaron Rodgers, he's going to pull a Brett Favre and we'll go from the Jets to the Vikings next year. Yes. What uh, did you just say? Repeat that. Aaron Rodgers will pull a Brett Favre and he will sign from the Jets to the Vikings. Stop. And it. then the Vikings will trade Kirk Cousins to the Patriots. I think that if the Kirk Cousins were right now the quarterback of the New England Patriots... The Patriots would be in a playoff position. I think we'd have a winning record. I think you would have a winning record, too, because I think what's happening, and someone said this about it, a couple guys like the Marcus Spears, the guys have been in the dressing room, uh, J.J. Watt. If you got a defense as good as New England, and you go, what's going on with the offense? you got to make business decisions. Mm -hmm. So why are you going to go out in that field and kill yourself when you know your offense is going to give you nothing? And I don't know why. And, and Belichick's never, never known for a big offensive guy. And, oh, it's all about Brady. Agreed at times. But I never no, he's thought. he's a defense first guy. Of course. And I, but um, I, I still can't believe that New England is in this shape. Because he talks to, to uh, Nick Saban all the time. And Saban was the one that said this Mick Jones, Mac Jones guy could be your boy. There is a Saban-Belichick connection. Yep. And there's more than three Alabama graduates on the New England Patriots. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's an interesting take. But if Kirk Cousins, because he's got he's got lots. He's what top five 
passing yards Something this year. Like that. And Minnesota's just a case of uh, being on the wrong side of all those one-score games that they yep. won last year. So at this point in the season, what are you saying? I'm, I'm still saying I don't know if we're going to get two two teams out of the South. We still got games to go out of the North. We still got lots oh, of games. Hold on. I got one more thing about the Patriots. Okay. There's a rumor I saw floating around. You're going to love this. That Bill Belichick will be one of the highest paid media analysts if he takes the job. What? What? But isn't, he, that just, isn't, that, isn't that just like the dumbest rumor ever? It's like, oh, I could be like the highest paid you know, astrophysicist if I oh, work for yeah, NASA. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, like, it's crazy. But if you do go back to when they had the top 100 players of all time on the NFL Network and they had that panel around the table, Belichick was at the table. And he was actually quite good, which shocked me. But he went by the table. Who was at the table? It was him, Rich Eisen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget who it was, but the, uh, I think Kurt Warner. But there was like five guys that stayed all the time, and they guested guys in. Like Ray Lewis was a guest one yeah. week, and Brady and all these guys. So it's a possibility, but I don't think so. I think Belichick's going to jump on his boat and go find a new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he dumped that hottie. Maybe he's not yeah, the I know problem. you brought that up. I know he brought that. He dumped. I went, Bill, at your age, you dumped that hottie. Maybe he's just got to go get a new one. Maybe. Needs a new cart. Needs uh, an oil change. A couple of big things I wanted to get to for football. So are the Bengals back? We'll know today. Okay. We'll know tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll know tomorrow. Uh, and then Sit. we didn't talk about one thing we kind of didn't talk about as much as we probably should have last week was the Jets. Uh, Broncos revenge game. Oh, I, I, I'm glad we brought that up because what that has done is just proven that Sean Payton may not be the coach that we think he is. How can you... Fraud. How, yes. <laughs> how, how can you berate a guy that badly and then he comes into your house and steals the game? It's, it's funny. I think... Oh, I do too. And I'm, I, I'm glad you brought it up. Here's one thing. Russell Wilson isn't playing as bad as he was last year. No, absolutely not. Yeah, he's not. But so what is it? And Sean Payton's supposed to be like, his defensive coordinator. I forget who it is. He's supposed to be a pretty good guy, and he'd be the offensive coordinator. Oh, so the defense has been the issue this year for Denver. All over the place and was supposed to be preseason. Mind you, last year, like, they started off strong, I want to say, but then, like, second half of the season, it was maybe they started to show some signs of breaking there. They were so. going, we were going nowhere with yeah. this quarterback, so the dressing room gets screwed up and the defense doesn't play as good as it does. So maybe that's a Broncos and situation. It looks like now. they picked up on that foot too. Oh, right? exactly, so. because they, they, they've, they, against the other, they were they were playing Kansas City tougher. However, I believe because that was a division game. Yeah, different circumstances. Yeah, 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 the familiarity. A um, couple other things before we go on the football thing is we should take a sweep across the uh, NFC, and I'm saying this. Before the season started, the best teams in the league were supposed to be coming out of the AFC. It was supposed to be stacked. Now take a look at it. Who are the best teams in the in the league? Oh, San Philly, Fran and Philly are top are right of our up, list, Okay, right? right off the top, you got to realize that, right? The Detroit Lions are not my beloved Detroit Lions. We win in Tampa Bay. We're going to win this week. We're going into Tampa Bay, and we're hunting. Do you hear the, hear the latest Dan Campbell quote? This is the greatest. I love this guy. I heard that we're being hunted. That's good because you want to find us, just open your front door. <laughs> love the guy. How can you not love the guy? And the Lions, like I said, have been playing smash mouth football. But I will say this. Yep. As a firm believer in the Detroit Lions, we can be had defensively. I hate to admit it. But Branch has been up and down. Our secretary's okay. We're the best at run defense in the league. Why? Because people aren't going to run against us. They're going to fire against us. So we better tighten up our back end because the Lions are going to win that division. Yes. There's no doubt about it. Like, if we blow this division this year and knock wood, 
Yeah, like, like we blow this division. We got to win the division by default almost by now. So my brother actually told me something funny about this division. So he's like, the Lions are the new Packers. The Packers are the new Vikings. The Vikings are the new Bears. And the Bears, Bears are the, the new, new Lions. Lions. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's just hilarious. But that that's the way it is. The Lions, if we lose this division, I'll jump off a cliff or something. I'll lose my mind. So we know Philly's winning their division. We know San Fran's winning their division. Who's winning down south? Tampa Bay is the early front runner, but I mean, you can't count out New Orleans. No, and I think New Orleans is what they got to do is figure out what they're doing with Derek Carr because New Orleans has one of the best defenses in the league, people. The offense is a little boomer bust, though. That's the issue. that's yeah, but their defense is keeping them in the game. The same thing with Tampa Bay. They got a decent defense, and you know what? Maybe Baker Mayfield is developing along the way. But I'm gonna he's tell the you, real X factor in okay, all this. You damn right. So guess what happens, Baker, when you see tomorrow? You're going to see some hungry lions biting buck ass, buddy. And your short little ass ain't going to get over Aiden and the boys when they put their hands up. And by the way, Tampa Bay is one of the worst running defenses, uh, running offenses in the league. So they'll be forced to pass. So we're going to find out is Baker the guy and my my theory about a suspect um, uh, secondary going to matter. Mm-hmm. Is a pass rush going to get through for us? Right? That's what I'm we'll saying. See. If you don't have a good running game, what does that tell you? Your O-line could be suspect. Do you <laughs> see the Lions line? You know, technically, we should have beat San Diego, Seattle. We, we, we should be a 5-0 and team. Yeah. We really should be. Anything else on the football front? Uh, not, I don't think so. I think we could just get to our picks okay. against the spread. Here we go. Opening up, uh, we're back in London for Baltimore at Tennessee. Uh, Baltimore favored by four and a half. I'm taking Tennessee in a point. Oh, I'm, I'm taking the Ravens. Remember what I said about the defenses, okay? And you know what, Gar- Remember what I said about Tennessee being fraudulent. No, because they're going to be better. Now. No, is it Tennessee? Yeah, no, Tennessee. Okay, we'll take that. So you're saying... I think Baltimore is going to win this by a touchdown. Okay, we're going to see. Baltimore, Tennessee. Okay, Cruz is saying Tennessee because it's four and a half, right? Four and a half. Okay. Okay, next. Atlanta Falcons hosting the Washington Commanders. Falcons favored by two and a half. I'm taking the Falcons. All day. Oh, did I tell you I won some money last week? I had a six-game parlay and a five-game parlay. Yes, I did. And one of the keys was the Falcons, who were favored by one and a half, won by two. <laughs> Vegas, Loved baby. It. Loved it, exactly. Uh, I like the Falcons all day at home. I think the Fal- And they got a great defense. I'm finding in the NFL that the defenses have caught up just a bit with mm-hmm. the some of the offenses in a weird way because I see some I good defense. You know what I mean? Who do you like in that game? Atlanta as well. Okay, we're Atlanta all day. Uh, Cleveland Browns host the San Francisco 49ers. Oh San Francisco God. favored by nine and a half on the road. I think they're going to win this one by at least two touchdowns, so San Fran for That's me. That's all day on the San Fran. As, as a matter of fact, I expect to see Sam Darn. Who's the backup quarterback on on Tampa on um, San Francisco? Is it Sam Darnold? Is it or is he on another team? Let's uh, let's look up their roster quickly. I think it's, it's going to be that uh, whoever. Uh, the- it's PJ Walker or Dorian Thompson Robinson are their other quarterbacks. So on who's the Sam Darnold backing up? I can't remember. Philadelphia, maybe. Oh, we'll worry about it. I later. think it, it's. I think it's a good team because he got in. He got in the game lately because they were killing. Maybe it's Miami. I'm not sure. In any event, we're taking San Francisco. Seven. That's it. He is on. Is yep. he Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold. Yep. That's what I say. I expect to see Sam Darnold at the end of the third <laughs> yep. quarter. Yeah. Notice no notes, bro. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans Saints are at the Houston Texans. Uh, Saints are 
road favorites at one and a half points. You, what did I just say about who do you think I'm taking? I'm, I'm taking Houston too. I'm taking Houston. Uh, home dog? Give home me them. Home dog all day long, bro. Home dog all day. Next. Carolina Panthers at the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins favored by two touchdowns at home. I'm taking Miami and the points. I'm, I'm taking Miami too. The problem is they're going to wear down Carolina because Carolina, another team with, with a pretty good defense. I just think that um, Carolina hasn't figured out what they're doing offensively yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they still scored 24 points against Detroit, but I think a lot of that points were in the second half because Detroit was kind of playing the prevent defense yeah. kind of deal. So we'll take Miami there. Uh, Cincinnati hosts the Seattle Seahawks. Bengals favored by three. I'm taking because it's a home game. I'm taking Cincinnati, too. Which is going to be huge because Seattle needs all the wins they can get. Uh, two two more games left on the 1 o'clock. This is where it starts to get interesting for me. Uh, Jacksonville hosting Indianapolis. Jacksonville favored by four at home. I'm only taking Jacksonville because they're, they're at home. home. <laughs> the only reason, because that's going to be – and if Indy wins, I'm not surprised because Indy's got a good defense, and they're going with um, um, Minshew. Yep. And he's more, he's in some respects, he runs the offense a little bit better because he knows the system more. And the, the rookie's yeah. erratic. So he's all, it looks like he's out for four games, too, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, man, I'm really tempted to take Indianapolis here, to be honest. Because I'm thinking that they're going to might be a wild card team, too. But I have to take Jacksonville after the big win against Buffalo. Even though they're two weeks there, are they going to be jet lag coming home? You know what? I'm calling for the upset. Indian, I'm taking Indy on the road. Indy on yeah. the road. There we go. Uh, then we have, to finish off the 1 o'clock slate of games, Minnesota is at Chicago. Vikings favored by three on the road. They are a road team, but I think they probably win this one by a touchdown. Give me the Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings, too. I think familiarity re-contempt. Oh, wait a second here. Hold on. I, what's the spread? Minnesota favored by three and a half? Three. You know what? There's no Justin Jefferson playing in this game. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's a division game. Fields and throwing it around. Minnesota's defense is looking a little shaky. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, 42-39. I'm taking Chicago. Okay. I'm taking Chicago. I just had to had my, my <laughs> check my hard drive. I remember that. Justin's not playing, though. No, he's, he's out for a few games. Yeah, he's going to be gone there. Minnesota can't freaking stop a nosebleed, so they're in trouble. Uh, into the four o'clock slate of games: New England at Vegas. Vegas favored by three at home. Got to take Vegas yeah, all day only Vegas. because I'm going to be there. It pains me to say it, but I'm taking Vegas. This could be the ugliest game of the day, by the way. Oh, it could be uglier than uh, Green don't Bay, say that. Don't Green say Bay, that. and Vegas. Do you see Green Bay and Vegas on Monday night? I did. That was ugly. I had. To, you know what I thought? That I haven't had a girlfriend that ugly. <laughs> We had a little accident here. People didn't hit any of the electronics, did it? No, it did not. Thank God. That's why I leave it over there. Um, Football books can live. Plastic cover. 4.30. Detroit at Tampa Bay. I'm taking the Lions all day. I need need to tell you the spread. I'm dumb all day. Detroit favored by three. I'll take Detroit as well. I think that this is going to be one of our coming out games. You know why I'm saying that? Because they're just going to get up and crush Baker Mayfield. We're going to win by going away by like 12. So it's going to be 24-10. And and, and then people are going to start saying, because actually, uh, what was it? uh, The first two lists I heard come out this week were the talking heads in America had Detroit top five. Haven't seen that in my life. 
Uh, LA Rams are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Rams favored by seven. Rams to win by 14. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams too. All day, and I'm saying this. The Rams are going to make the playoffs. Okay, you're still on that wagon. Oh, Matthew Stafford, fourth best rating in the league, man. I'm a Stafford. You know me. Don't say nothing about it. Stafford right now is ranked as a QBR and all that numbers. He's fourth in the league. And what quarterbacks do we have in the league today? Like, oh, let's just see Mahomes. We have who? Lamar. We have who? Joe um, Burrow. We have Hebert. Oh, Tugalagalagala. Um, am I missing? Oh, Aaron Rodgers. We'll never bring up Matt Stafford in the house that happens. Cruz is going to keep Matt Stafford alive every day. Here we go. And he's got the two wide receivers. That was a great game last week. The Philadelphia defense wore him down because the problem with the Rams is, thank God the Stafford's so movable, but he's going to die soon. After getting killed by Detroit all these times, and then, like, they don't defend him. Like, Stafford is a guy. He just seems like he gets sacked a lot because there's no online. But you see him get away sometimes last week, and Philly guys were coming at him, coming at him. Rams making the playoffs. Okay, so that's a perfect transition to Eagles at Jets. Eagles favored by six and a half on the road. Crushed. I'm going for another home dog. I'm taking the Jets. Wow. You know why you got a good bet there? Is that is that a Sunday night game? No, 430. The thing about this is what makes it interesting is the Jets defense is for real. People shouldn't under like at the beginning of the year they were shooting their mouths off about greatest offenses of all time. And the Eagles offense hasn't been as great as no, we thought it was no, gonna be. No, but it's getting there. It's getting there, especially in the second half against the Rams. But I guess let's put let's cut to the chase here. The Rams' defense is not. No, no. It's not the It's Jets. not what it used to be. No, it's, it's getting better. It's getting better as the season goes on, but the Jets is better. Continue. Uh, into the Sunday nighter, the New York Giants at the Buffalo oh, Bills. My God. Bills favored by 14 and a half. It's in Buffalo? It's in Buffalo. Be, the Giants will be, be happy. They, they didn't want to put the freaking airplane on the tarmac. They're going to get out of there so quick because they're going to be beat. This is going to be like a 34 10 game for oh, the Bills. Oh, easy. I'm seeing the. And. and, and um, Buffalo is pissed because they screwed up at the end of the game last week. Yep. Took them a long time to get going, but you could tell coming by the fourth quarter, Buffalo was coming down the track. Looked like they were going to pull it off. They made a couple errors and they lost. They're not doing that with a Daniel Jones list. No. Who's starting quarterback for the Giants? Oh, boy. They announce it. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. Ooh, he's going to have a sore neck. <laughs> I bet he is. Um, then our Monday nighter, the final one Dallas Cowboys at the LA Chargers. Uh, Dallas favored by two points on the road. I'm taking the Cowboys. I think they're, they're going to be pissed off. And I think the Chargers are fraudulent. I'm saying on a Monday night, Justin Hebert against Dak Prescott, I'm taking Hebert. Okay. There's a lo- lot more pieces than just them, but okay. Dallas is becoming a fraud team because ever since they lost uh, – Diggs on the corner. Their defense hasn't been generational, and Dak has just been. Pollard hasn't been Pollard. The only only threat in that team is C.D. Lamb. Yep. They're in trouble, especially after they got whopped that badly by San Francisco. Um, by the way, San Diego plays a modicum of defense. L.A. I mean, L.A., yes. <laughs> they play a modicum of defense, which is a, another thing is they originally wore powder blue way back in the 70s and early 80s, so I'll acquiesce to them wearing it because I'm sick of powder blue uniforms. <laughs> um, so, actually, so this is the first time on The House that happens. We have a listener question. Oh, excellent. So, uh, this is from my buddy Dom. He's a Cowboys fan. His question is, should the Cowboys move on from Dak after eight years? Salary cap is too high. Can't do it. 
I think they should. But even if they go out, it's um, he's got a no trade clause. Like people don't understand that the like Jerry Jones sold him the boat. And tell your buddy they can't go on from Dak. It's too much money. But should they? I don't know. I think it's not just Dak. I agree. I think there's other things that they like. Well, and who are you replacing him with? That's, that's the, big, the problem. Like, these quarterbacks just don't grow on trees. Like, if you want one in the draft, you're going to have to take one high. The Cowboys aren't going to be that bad enough to warrant that top pick. So why did and they I mean, take who in the league Brock are you going to trade for that's going to be available? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. I'm, I'm saying this. I think that the Dallas Cowboys this year are going to have a worse record than people realize. And it's going to be because of uh, the injuries. What does that mean? Like, how, do you think they get to double digits still? I think they're in, they should be concerned about making the playoffs. Because if they lose a game like tonight, I'm telling you right around, Seattle ain't going nowhere and the Rams are for real. Okay, so they could be in there. So who's going to make it? We know the division, guys. So what do we need? There's three wild cards, right? So who are they going to be? So you're saying Dallas? I'm saying nobody's coming from Detroit's division. No one, I don't think anyone's coming from the South either. Oh, but New Orleans and um, and Tampa Bay, but they could battle it out. They could rise up. You you just uh, don't know. But Seattle, are they for real? I think they're a playoff team. Okay, so when the Rams come racing up, Dallas will be fighting for this more than they realize. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, 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 I'm not saying right now as of week six in the NFL. I'll say it here first. I am saying that the Dallas Cowboys are not a sheer lock. To make the playoffs, and what's your buddy's name again? Dominic. Dominic. They can't change Dak. They just can't. Good luck if they do. I think he's really concerned because of uh, Dallas' inability to get passing touchdowns this season. They've been that way for a long time. Once they're in the red zone, they're front runners. They're the best front runner yeah, team. Yeah, but Dak threw 23 touchdowns last year. The year before that, he threw 37. Okay, and how many interceptions did he have last year? He had a lot of interceptions. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. When he's got a press... He doesn't to... run anymore either, which I know concerns Dom. But, well, he, he should run a little more, I think, because but I'm, I think he's still concerned about the bad ankle. But bottom line is, I don't think it's all Dak, but it is partly Dak, because when you sign a quarterback to that kind of money, what's going to happen? The only reason they, they might have to get rid of him, I'll tell him this. If Dak doesn't restructure, because he's going to get a raise, is he supposed to get a raise? You know what I mean. So if they, he he thinks he's going to get this raise, they're going to have to restructure for him and keep him. So it's a million dollar question, Dom. Good luck. I hate Dallas. I hope they fall down. Who cares? <laughs> you know, it's Dallas. Always talk Dallas and Lakers. I'm getting sick of already, and it's preseason. Oh boy, let's not get into the Lakers yet. Yeah, you don't. Um, as we wrap things up here, uh, we just want to give a little shout out to Mary Lou Retton. Uh, she's in literally the fight of her life right now with a rare form of pneumonia. She's in the ICU. Uh, just terrible, terrible news from one of the greatest like athletes of all time. Uh, and we Olympic just wish her gold medalist, first one to take it away from the universe. Is that LA in '84, right? Uh, well, she's—I mean, she's just one of the most iconic gymnasts oh, of all time, right? No doubt, no doubt. And we just wish her, her and her family all the best, obviously, in this tough time. Definitely, I was a big fan of hers. All the best to you and your family. But before we go, there's one final thing I just want to say, and it might sound a little weird to everybody because I'm not going to explain why I'm saying it. But I sure hope that there's something out there that can generate peace on earth and goodwill to mankind. 
My name is Cruz, and this has been The House That Happens. And I want to shout out to Glenn Lacoubi that says we probably went too long today until he realizes how long we go. But we do that because this is The House That Happens. And my name is Cruz. And I'm Andrew Blaney. And you'd like Dom, if you want your question answered, send us an email. There you go. And when you do, you'll realize that we do one thing here. We keep, keep the, vibe the vibe alive. alive. You can find The House That Happens on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, Podchaser, Boomplay, YouTube, and SoundCloud. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at The House That Happens, and follow us on Twitter at House Happens. You can also shoot us an email at thehousethathappens at gmail.com.